Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, one and all? Hope you guys are doing great out there. Welcome into the program. I am Rob Ellis. He is Tone DeShields in for D-Gun. Tone, what's up, my man? How you doing? Oh, man, Rob, like you said, it's Friday. I feel tremendous. I'm elated. I'm looking forward to uh, what's to come. Blessed by the best, man. And I'm even more blessed to be able to chill here with you, man, to be able to kick it with the people. So uh, I appreciate you. It was funny. I was telling you uh, off air um, if you guys haven't already checked out that Brian Dawkins interview from yesterday, make sure you guys go yep. check that out. That was a hell of a conversation we had with the legend, uh, the one and only Weapon X, uh, Brian Dawkins. Um, he has a an, ex- an exclusive trading card that you know that came out with uh, you know Spectre Sports Art. Um, you know Spectre with the Sport, artist Jordan- SportsArt.com or you go exactly. to Brian Dawkins Foundation.com. Exactly, and uh, the artist yep. is Jordan Spectre, uh, Philly yep. native. And you know I was telling Rob off air. You know my my dad saw the interview. And he was like, listen, man, that, that interview was so dope. You guys asked all the right questions. Mm-hmm. I had to order me one of those exclusive Brian Dawkins Weapon X cards, man. He, he, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. So I'm sitting here like, wow, man, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> word, word, word of mouth still holds true these days, man. It's, it's, oh. it's pretty cool. It's, you know what? There is something really gratifying uh, when a parent says to you, like, good job, or I really like that, or whatever. I mean, there is. There's something. It hits, it's a little different when that's the case, man. So I'm, I'm glad. That's yeah. very cool. Very cool Definitely. that your your dad is uh, and, and and mentioned that to you too. That's cool. Uh, what's up, Appreciate fact checker? What's up, James Jones? The fees? What's up, brotherly tough wheels? Steve Ike? I see you guys. I see you guys. Whoever I didn't get. Oh, let me get let me get every single person. Tyler, Mister Taz, Killer Ferret, Rome V, Jim G, Anthony, Donnell. I think I got everybody. Uh, what's up? Hope you Sounds guys are doing me. great out there. Fry guy, how you doing? Uh, happy Friday. You want to do a Friday check in? Like we like we do from time to time, Mr. Taz. Yeah, let's Everybody do it. wants to do it. Yeah, tell us where you're at, where you're coming from, what part where of the world. Where you're checking in from, where you're at, yeah. where you've been. Yes. Where you yes. reside. Because we do it, you know, it's it's weird, right? When the Eagles have the bye week, your 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 brain is split in half. There's the logical side that says, uh, what, what's up, Riz? Uh when the, when the logical side says, 
they're tired. They're beat up. This team needs some time off. You got some older players. You know, obviously, you got Jalen Hurts dealing with a knee and other, not just him, a lot of guys. So they need the time off. Okay, that's that's all well and good. Then there's the other side of your brain, the one that gets you in trouble a lot of times. The side of your brain that says, man, forget that. I want, I need my Eagles fix every single weekend. And I'm a little bummed that they're not playing this weekend. And I'll be honest, I, I'm having both sides of my brain doing that. Christy, what's up, girl? Yes, she is in uh, Lisbon in uh, Portugal. She's studying at the University of Lisbon in Portugal. James awesome. is in Kansas City. Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Taz is in media. Not far from me. Uh, okay. Who else do we have here? Uh, Killer Ferrets in Berks County. Brotherly Tough is in Cherry Hill. James is in Richmond, Virginia. Beautiful place. Uh, raised okay. in Philly is Wheels, but he's now uh, down there in Florida. Can't fault you. Riz is hey, in listen, Atlanta. No state uh, tax. I ain't mad at that. No, no, man. <laughs> um, M. Reyes is on his way to Arkansas. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Jim G., how many hours to the Eagles and Chiefs? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're, we're killing you know, me, we're, man. We're, we're never, you know, I'm right. never going to degun you to death and put that pressure on you. I'm, I'll I'm give not you going to do that to you. Here's what we'll do, and hold I'm me to it, Tone. Okay. After the break, I'll do some quick math. I can't, I can't. Okay. That kind of math. I need to take my shoes off and use my toes and my fingers when I'm adding that high up. So I got, I need a little work on that one. All right. Um, Absolutely. It's so funny. You brought up something interesting, right? About how, uh, you know, you, you're craving your Philadelphia Eagles this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually on the other side of that. I need the break. You need you need you need a bye week. I need the bye week emotionally, <laughs> okay, spiritually, spiritually. <laughs> physically, <laughs> because I'm I'm such a diehard, and I'm I, I pull no punches about it. I'm shameless about it. Yeah. Um. I know. Um. As a sports pundit, it's important for me to be unbiased or or as unbiased as I possibly can be. Sure. And I feel and I feel like I'm pretty. I I feel like I can be pretty stern on the Eagles when I need to be. But when I'm watching the games, I'm militant as hell, Rob. I am hardcore. I am a I am a good soldier. I am a I am a company man. I'm locked in with these Philadelphia Eagles. I no, am, I get that. I get I'm that. so emotionally tied in. The every down, every catch, every throw. I'm 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 glued. My wife will tell you I'm not the funnest person to be around when the games are rolling. Yeah. And uh it turns into a it's like it becomes physical with me. If things if things aren't going right, I get a tummy ache. <laughs> it gets bad. It gets bad for me, Rob. I I'll tell you that well, right no, now. You know what? There is something nice to just sitting there at you know one o'clock, four o'clock, Sunday night, Monday, whatever. When you don't have a, a stake in this thing, when it's just kind of like, woo! All right, let me let me do some scouting. Let me just chill here and just be a regular casual fan. I, I get that. There there is something to be said for that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know for sure. By the way, let me just continue. Fact checker, South Carolina, my man. Uh, Rome V is in San Bernardino, California, beautiful area. Uh, Jim G is in Swanksville. Uh, Dablo is in Alberta, Canada. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Lansdale for Jason, like that. Back home in Camden for Anthony. Churchville for Bry Guy. Uh, do, 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 do. Who else? Where else are we? I'm just trying to get everybody some love here. Spa City, sure, Gunner and his sure. family saying prayers. Appreciate that. And I know Tone just put in the chat. Uh, where you can go to the GoFundMe. Let me get to that one second. Hot Springs, Arkansas for, for Spa City Chop. All right. Oh, and, and Kevin is checking in from New Hampshire. All right. So uh, I mentioned this yesterday on the show, and I, I want to reiterate it again. So uh, the reason Derek hasn't been on this week, and Tone's done an awesome job uh, in, in that seat, and we appreciate Tone. So let me just say that first of all. 
Uh, but the reason he hasn't been there is, unfortunately, his wife, Trish, uh, ha- has gone through some, some pretty serious medical issues um, to which she's being treated right now. And the, the full story, uh, the full explanation is, is on Derek Gunn's uh, Facebook page. There's a GoFundMe page for Trish, who's Derek's wife, and Derek. And the expense, and this is going to be a very expensive uh, situation for them because it's a, it's a long-term situation. Um, you know, she's, she's fortunately um, getting out of the hospital and going into a rehab, which is progress because there is progress being made. I want to, I want to be clear about that because I check in and we both do check in with Derek every day. There's progress being made. So there's positivity here, Um, but it's a long road. It's not, you know, getting over the flu or getting over a cold. It's a pretty serious thing. So uh, anything that you can do would be helpful. If you can't, we get it. Just good, kind thoughts and some prayers is is good enough too. So I appreciate you guys. Here's what's so awesome about this, right? You know, not just with D Gun being an awesome dude, him coming from a stand-up family, him being, you know, just a, a gentleman in every way, a leader in every way, uh, a motivator uh, in every way. What's so awesome about this, right? And the power of, you know, we, we spoke about word of mouth, right? And we spoke about, and, we, and we mentioned how my father bought a trading card because he watched the Brian Dawkins interview. Mm-hmm. That's one That's one trading card down, many more to be sold, right, for Brian Dawkins. Yep. We posted this GoFundMe only yesterday on the show. Right. Yesterday, the GoFundMe was at $1,130. That was just yesterday, only 24 hours from now. Right. $1,130. Today, it's at $18,301. That's awesome, man. And that is... That's the power of you guys. The power of people, the power of love, the power of faith, the power of true friendship and camaraderie. Listen, the sports stuff, we all love that, and we all go back and forth, and it's all fun and games. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a human element to this thing. And, you know, there are people in real lives involved in everything we do. And, um, you know, we're a product of, you know, our families. We're all a product of, you know, our lineage, uh, our lineage, our legacies. Um, you know, we're a product of our environments. And it's important to always pay homage and, um, you know, love people while you have the opportunity to. And the amount of love you guys have been providing to uh, Derek Gunn, his wife, Trish, his family, um, you, have, you guys have no idea how much this – what this does for him and her recovery again and went just 24 hours and went from eleven hundred dollars to over eighteen thousand dollars you guys that's incredible that's incredible so thank you everybody you guys should be proud of yourselves you guys you 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 guys should be elated um it it means so much to us as his friends you know and 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 i'm pretty sure he's grateful He's going through something very serious today too with another family member i'll just leave it at that so it, it has been an extremely challenging time for the gun family period like the last thing they needed was something else on top of an already very serious situation so uh, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers and if you can do anything tone just laid it out beautifully man what, what, what's happened in the last 24 hours speaks to the amount of good people that are out there man so uh thanks thank you appreciate you uh yeah Absolutely, you guys. Any, any good thoughts up there uh from all of you guys uh I, I can't do it today so if you're wondering why i'm situated in in essentially my dining room and kitchen. Uh, I had a, and I'm not comparing this in any way to Derek. I'm just telling you the, the locale looks a little bit different. I had a flood that went from my upstairs bathroom into a downstairs bathroom that ruined the ceiling uh, in my basement, in my, in my basement bathroom and the wall in my basement bathroom. So I have the great folks from Pro Action Restoration here uh, with these industrial, I showed Tone this yesterday, these industrial fans that are, Woo. They are no joke, dude. Okay. Let me tell you. 
Um, but they're 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 pretty loud. So I can I couldn't do the show from downstairs, and it's kind of it's a mess down there, as you would. There's there's I got plastic wrap all over the place. It's a whole thing. So anyway, that's I why. Yeah, that's why it's a different look here. So anyway, uh, but thank you guys. Thanks everybody for everything you've done there uh, for D Gun. All right, so uh, so a couple things there here, Tony. And, and by the way, let me also mention Veterans Day tomorrow. So thank you to everybody who has served, who is serving. Uh, we appreciate you. That we can sit here and talk sports and have fun and laugh a little bit because we have that kind of freedom that, that a lot of people don't. So thank you to our veterans, number one. And birthday shout-out, Tone. The Marine Corps is 248 years old today. Happy wow. 248 to the Marines. Yeah. So Wow, uh, man. You know, start, you know, start, I, I, have, I have such a uh, huge respect for um, people who are willing to uh, sacrifice and leave their families, you know, to, you know, to protect us. And, uh, you know, got to always respect those people who, again, make the ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, it's no small feat. You know, they're putting themselves, you know, they travel all across the world and uh, and, and, and whatever and whatever capacity, you know, they're you know, they're helping um, protect us, be it if you're um, and, you know, in you know, in technology, if you're on the front lines, you know, if you're. I'm trying to do to uh, try to do your best and be an honest politician. Right. Um, all those who have uh, sacrificed, um, you know, in the military, I got, I got, I got a lot of respect for those kind of people. Well said. Um, well said. You no, know, and I love military movies, so it's just, uh, I, you know, I, I always have a deep reverence for people who, who who can do things that I'm unsure that I would be capable of doing. So, um, speaking of that, yeah. let, let's let's go there for a second. We'll we'll get to the sports stuff in a second. I promise. For sure. Uh, for sure. All right. So. Uh, Oh, nice, Ty. Thank you. Served in the army for ten years, man. That's wow, great. man. Thank, thank, thank you for your service, Ty. Appreciate, appreciate that. It. Yeah, appreciate it very much. Um, all right, I will say this: the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. To me, oh, thank you, James. Uh, thank you, Charles James. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan to me is one of the most, um, God. Greatest doesn't do it justice. It, it's the most um, dynamic scene I, I've maybe ever seen. If, you, if you've seen the movie, they're, mm -hmm. they're essentially coming up to the, the, the beaches of Normandy and they're being fired upon in their boat. I think it, it, it's the movie that most puts you in uh, Lone Survivor's great too, MC. You're mm -hmm. right about that. Uh, but puts you in the, in the mindset and the understanding of what these guys were facing, uh, you know, in, in that time. Uh, credit to Spielberg. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, thank you, Rome. Served in the Navy. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. But, but yeah, and, and by the way, anybody wants to to, to uh, throw up there that they served, we will give you. We will certainly give you love. Appreciate it. For sure. Um, you know, it's so so funny. Two of my favorite uh, military movies are uh, Black Hawk Down. Oh. And uh, Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis. Yeah. I love those two movies. Those two movies actually brought tears in my eyes. You know yeah. what I mean? So incredible, incredible. Yeah. Pl Platoon is an incredible movie. Uh, Oliver Stone served in the Marines, so he knows. He, he knew of what he spoke. Um, so yeah, I mean, there. God, there's so many. Band of Brothers. If you haven't seen them, the the series uh, is absolutely spectacular. I mean, nothing nothing short of spectacular. Patton is great. I see Fact Checker Patton and Platoon. I'm with you on that one. There's so many. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm 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 gonna miss a lot of good ones. Yeah, and, and and look, you know, it's so it's so interesting. The thing about military movies, you can always, you know, they can always be, you know, really serious, and sometimes you get something that has a little humor involved, such as uh, a yeah. Full Metal Jacket. Oh. <laughs> that that oh. one was, that one was really intense. You know what it, I mean? It so, dances that line, man. It dances it, it, that line. Woo, um, it woo. finds the uh, it finds the humor in you know in the darkness for sure. 
Yeah, what um, a performance. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, man. Oh, oh my God. And uh, Arlie uh, Ermey, who, who was actually a longtime drill sergeant. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the actual, uh, the guy. Um, he was the drill sergeant. Yeah. This is my rifle. This is my gun. Correct. <laughs> this this is for fighting. This is for fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, again, the Jarhead was good, too. Jarhead I like was Jarhead. Really good. Jamie glory, Clark. yes. Glory, nice pull, great. Rome. Glory. Denzel. Great. Yep. Yep, bridge on the river. Quiet. Matthew Broderick. Yep. You guys are all naming like killers here. They're all they're all spectacular. Um, yeah, you know, sure. Netflix has this animated military uh, series. Uh, I forget what it's called. It was so dope. Um, I'm going to pull it. Um, right, we okay. keep talking, but it's, it's 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 so it's so dope. It's one of the greatest military things I've ever seen. I didn't see CB. Uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, Steve. You you are a CB. Okay, yeah, I, I thought the CB was a movie. Yeah, I uh, appreciate your service as well, man. Um, the Liberator. That's what it's called. The Liberator. The Liberator. Oh, okay. If you ever get a chance to watch that on Netflix, it's called it's called The Liberator. It's one of those anime. It's like real live action, but it's almost like they drew over top of the actual actors. And it, oh. and, and, it and it's like an anime. It looks hand drawn. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's like they shot it normally, but then they somehow found a way to animate real life people and kind of drew over, drew over them, and it makes them look like stenciled and like uh, um, it, it, it's it's such a it's such a it's such a masterpiece. It's wow. a series. Um, The Liberator. It's really right. good, Rob. If you ever get a chance to watch that, okay. The Liberator. Right. We'll do. I, I appreciate it, everybody. So, uh, so hit a couple of things. Mention the Eagles are off until a week from Monday against the Chiefs. Uh, Sixers at Detroit. Um, oh, I need to appreciate your family uh, for all that they've done. Thank you. Um, the Sixers are at Detroit. Two polar opposite teams, Stone. Sixers have won six straight. Detroit has yeah. lost six straight. Uh, and that's one of those in-season tournament games. Pretty appreciative fitness roofer What with your grandfather serving and your aunt as well. Um, and then the Flyers are at Anaheim uh, tonight. Uh See if they can kind of get going here because it's been pretty ugly of late for them. Bryce Harper takes home some hardware. Uh, he wins the Silver Slugger Award at the designated hitter spot, which is, you know, all the more impressive because the guy basically missed a month plus coming back from Tommy John surgery on his elbow and then learned a new position on the fly, basically, that he had never played in his life. I mean, the guy is just an absolute monster on, on so many levels. So, yeah, man. Free. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. Um, all right, let me throw this out there, and I want everybody to jump in here on the chat as well on this one, and I'll pose this to you, Tony. All right, here's what we know the Eagles have coming up. At Kansas City, Buffalo home, San Fran home, at Dallas, at Seattle. That's the next five when they get off the bye. Okay, I know, I know. <laughs> toughest stretch that it, it, it is, I mean, literally, it's the toughest stretch of any team, any five-game stretch that any team has this entire NFL season. All right. That, that's not an opinion. That's a fact in terms of record, strength of schedule and all that stuff. OK, so the question I have for you, Tone, for everybody listening, streaming, everybody in the chat, what will their record be at the end of that five game stretch? Not the end of the season, the end of those five games. What will the Eagles record be during those five games? I've thought about this. And. You know, obviously, we spoke yesterday about if they go four and one during that stretch, Jalen Hurts is definitely going to win MVP. Yeah. If if they go if they go five and zero somehow, which would be insane, yeah. um, uh, he's definitely winning the MVP. Um, but I always try to keep it as realistic as possible. Um, you know, these teams get paid too. These teams are, ta- are are talented or as talented as the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and then obviously injuries play a part. 
I think I, I think it's entirely realistic that the Philadelphia Eagles go three and two over this stretch. I think three and two is, and we and you and I spoke about this, right? With mm-hmm. thirteen being the magic number, if they win, if they win thirteen games, that should be good enough to snatch the number one seed in the in the conference yep. and obviously win the division. But I think three and two uh, is entirely feasible. Um, I think they find a way to beat Kansas City on the road. I think they find a way to win that game. I think they beat Buffalo at home. I think they find a way to beat San Fran at home. I think they lose to the Cowboys on the road. And then I think they beat Seattle on the road. Wow. I know you're not. I, I I know you're not really confident about going to Seattle. I don't. Seattle's like kryptonite, man. But I, I am. I okay. I'm pretty confident going into Seattle, at, okay. at, at least as it stands right now, right? And who knows where the Seattle Seahawks will be by then? That's true. But but they've been they've been. I don't want to say exposed, but they, they there is definitely uh, some flaws in their operation. So um, I got them going. So what is so so that's four and one I actually said you have right? four and one, yeah. So, yeah, so that's actually didn't match up what I said. So they're, they're going to lose two games, in my opinion, somewhere along here. I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time finding the second game, I think. I think okay. that's my biggest thing. So I got them going three and two. I think they're going to lose to Dallas. I just have a hard time finding the second win. Okay, I'm lose to second, Dallas. Second loss, second, second loss. loss. Second okay, loss. okay. I, I, well, here's what I think is fascinating, right? I don't even mean – I don't mean Kansas City because they're coming off a bye also. But where are these other teams going to be at that point? Exactly. Buffalo, Buffalo right now – you know, can't get their act together. And Buffalo has to almost win out. If not win out, they can only maybe afford to lose like two more games the rest of the way all because they're five and four now. So where's Buffalo in two weeks, you know, or whatever it is, three weeks when the Eagles play them. Uh, San Francisco, they've dropped three straight, you know? So where, where are the Niners going to be at that point? You know, it looks like they're getting reinforcements back. Debo, Trent Williams appears to be really close. But where are they going to be at that point? Uh, Dallas is all, has also put themselves in a position where they essentially either can't lose or can only lose like a game or two more. If they a if they want to be you know win the division or have the one seed or anything like that, they they probably can't lose two more games. Dallas, they're really up against it. Yeah, they're and, and, they're flirting on a razor's edge. They really are. And the other one you brought up is exactly right. Like Seattle, I don't know. I, like, do you feel confident Gino's going to get it together and look like Gino last year, or is he going to look like more like Gino that we've seen most of his career? No, because um, I don't have any confidence that he's going to automatically just flip the switch and become Gino of last year. Let's really think about this upcoming schedule for them. They have uh, they have Washington, who, in my opinion, Washington is dangerous in terms. I think of they'll just, hang with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Washington's just going to let Seattle just, you know. You know, run, you know, run up and down. You know their home turf, right? You know, Washington's at home also. So, um, I, I don't, I think, I think every game on this remaining on Seattle schedule, they can very well lose it. They have Washington at home coming up this Sunday. Uh, then they have, uh, and then they go to LA to face the Rams, and then they're home against the 49ers. Then they have to go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Then they got to go to San Francisco to play uh, the 49ers. Or Santa Clara, rather. Um, then they have to go to, and then they're home against the Eagles, obviously. And then they have to go to Tennessee to face the Titans. Then they're home against the Steelers. And then they got to go to Arizona. So they're going to be doing a lot of back and forth, a lot of traveling. Um, 
I just don't think, you know, they're five and three right now. How many games they have left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it's entirely plausible that they can go or they will go five and four or four and five through that stretch. They're in trouble if that's the case. I mean, it's, 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 it's very possible. I mean, if yeah. the 49ers get, you know, if the 49ers get to act together, uh, if the Cowboys, you know, continue to do what they do. And I mean, I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles. I just don't think that uh, if the Steelers find a way to, you know, hang with them, the Steelers defense is tremendous. And yeah. we've seen what happens when Seattle goes up against a remotely really good defense. We saw what happened when they went up against those Ravens. And I think the Steelers defense is damn near comparable. Okay. Uh and, you know, so I, I just I just don't think Seattle, you know, the first part of their schedule was pretty favorable and they took advantage of it. You yeah. know, they beat they beat the Lions. They beat uh, they beat the Panthers. They beat the Giants, they beat the Cardinals. You know, they, they found a way to beat the Browns with no Deshaun Watson. Um, but in reality, they're I think I think Seattle was fun, but they're going to they're going to taper off towards the end. I think they might end they, they may end the season being, I don't know, 10 and seven. You know what I mean? I, I can't say I'd be shocked by that. You know, I think that's that. That'll, yeah. I, I think they're probably on the outside looking in, if that's the case, uh, most likely. But they'll they're, they're going to be right on the borderline. All right, I, I'm going to piss a lot of people off here, but I'm just trying to be honest. I think they go two and three, Tone. The more really? I think about it, I think they go two and three. Mm. Um, all right, so I'll give you the I'll give you the wins that that I feel. I think Buffalo's a win. Feel good about that. Um, I think they beat San. I mean, I'm sorry. I think they beat. I should. I'm, I'm burying the lead here. I think they win at Kansas City. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel good about this. I know Andy Reid's track record coming off the bye. I I get it's at Kansas City. I feel like they win that one, win Buffalo the next week, and then this is going to put people into a tizzy and scare the bleep out. A three game losing streak. Is that what you're calling for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know it's Friday, Rob, but damn. <laughs> I haven't started. I haven't even ha- – happy hour hasn't even begun. But I, what I think is going to happen is it's uh, people are going to lose their mind, but the Eagles are going to rebound and win the last three games. It's going to get them the 13-4, and four, and they're still going to get the one seed. Yes. Have you, had your Cheerios, have you had your Cheerios this morning? I didn't have enough, maybe. I see, see, every, see, see, everybody's this, this angry problem. now. I'm this, this sorry. I'm not this, trying to be – Hey, listen. Eagles fans, I'm with y'all right now. I'm with y'all. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not understanding what, what Rob's on right now. I'm, I'm not right. feeling this, Rob. So this, this I, Bob think, right now. I would think that somebody like Dank would know me better than to say I'm just saying something to get a rise out of people. I don't do that. I don't. I'm not. Am I a hot taker, Tony? No, no. In not fact, at all. in fact, you're, do you're I? Very hate, lukewarm. Very lukewarm I hate taker. Hot takers. No, I'm. I, well, I'm pragmatic, and I tell you yeah, how. Yeah. See, to me, hot takers are full of shit. They make things up. And they just say things to get people, you know, riled up. I don't do that. I, I'll tell you however I feel, whether you like it or not. And I'm just telling you, I feel like a Danny Downer. Yes, give it geez, to me, man. Two and three. I, I thought I thought I was being modest with three and yeah. two. Yeah. Geez, man. Two hey, and three. Brandon says I need the gas you're smoking. I love it. I love it. What, what I, can what, what can I do to change your mind? All right. Here's what scares me. I'm being honest with you. Uh, I, I hate that. I think they lose that San Francisco game. Let me, let me just say, like, I hate myself for saying it. So I hate that. M Reyes, Rob Cilio, you guys are tough. Um, I think that that's going to be a tough game. It's a revenge game for the Niners. Some of that's going to depend. Like if Purdy looks bad the next two weeks, I will absolutely change that. I will absolutely change that. Right. I mean, yes, this is, this is a week to week league. So, 
I mean, we, you know, we, we are just making casual predictions, yeah. but any, it, it, these teams it, it, can look very different two, three weeks from now. So that one, I, I will give myself the leeway to, to hop off and it becomes three and two if that's the case. At Dallas, is a revenge game for the Cowboys, and they absolutely have to win that game. I'm sorry. I know people don't want to hear it. I think that's a Cowboys win at Dallas. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with yeah. you on that. Okay. But, you know. At Seattle, weird stuff happens with this team. They lost in 2017. If you remember, they lost at Seattle, and then they went to L.A. That was the Wentz game when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But they lost the week before at Seattle. Even when they're good, they lose to Seattle. So I have a – and they lost in the playoffs to them a couple of years uh, the next year, right? Or they, what was it, two years later, whatever. They, they, they played them twice in the same season. They played them in a – they actually – in a two-year span, they played Seattle like three times. So. Mr. Tats, Rob on that purple ember bleep from that dude who sits on the corner of 69th Street on Friday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, listen, you know, Rob, I understand – I completely understand Um, you're, you're trying to be as as pragmatic – I'm as you possibly saying, can, as you possibly yeah. can be, right? But uh, look at this, you know, look at these, look at this upcoming schedule for you know before we go to break. Look at this upcoming <laughs> schedule, for, you know, for the 49ers, right? You guys are very funny, by the way. They have the, they're at the Jags. They got yep. their home against the Buccaneers. They're on the road against the Seahawks. They're on yep. the road against the Eagles, and then they yep. then they have this, and then they have the Seahawks at home. Yeah, that's going to be a tough stretch for the 49ers. Now maybe, maybe it's one of those situations where they look at it as they got to have it, so they're going to bring their A game. But 49ers are going to bring their A game regardless in that matchup. But you know, I just, I just have a hard, two and three. Just seems uh, yeah. Okay. Look again. Yeah. I, the the one game I'm going to give myself an out on is San Francisco. If they, I'm telling you, if Purdy keeps looking bad and turning the ball over, I'll flip that one and I'm mm-hmm. going three and two if that's the case. So that that's kind of where I'm at. I get it. Everybody's mad at me. Okay. I, 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 I hey, listen. I man. try to be honest. That's I'm, I, I'm get, I don't I tone. I try to tell you how I feel. I'm just, I'm just being. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. Um, look, yeah. I said, I said three and two, but I can't, I can't find the second. I'm having a hard time picking the second loss. You know I what know, I mean? So, I know, I get so, it. so look, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with three and two. Okay. You know, you know, you know, sparse it out. However, you got to sparse it out, Eagles fans. But I'm, I'm rolling with the three and two. I yeah. think they go three and two over that stretch. And by the way, I know you guys are busting my balls. I, I trust me. I, my dad was a ball buster. I could take ball buster. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I grew up with a ball. Yeah, buster. yeah, yeah. My dad as well. Oh, man. Um. So, all right. Uh, that's where we look at it. Um. And and you guys, again, you want to keep uh, telling us uh, how you feel about it? We'll do that. So a couple couple things I think are gonna be fun today that we're gonna do. Dynasty. Guys, says, she says just disappointed. I know. That's even worse than being mad at me. You know, if your parents said, Yeah, I'm not even mad, I'm disappointed. You're like, oh, oh man. If you, if you got the disappointed line, you were you were in trouble. Um, a couple things we're gonna do. One, uh, coming up at 12 o'clock, we're gonna look at the Eagles who flew the nest tone. Guys who left here, and we're gonna see what they're doing. Some of the production might surprise you either way, good and bad. Uh, because there were some that we really worried about that left that it's kind of like, eh, and others that we didn't probably think enough about that are doing really well where they're at. So we're going to do that at 12 o'clock. We're going to come back and and examine the whole winning ugly thing. Uh, You know, you're talking about a team that's eight and one, that's won a lot of close games that some people aren't satisfied with. Um, And it's it's fascinating to me. So let's get into the whole clutch gene, how much, you know, not much better they could be, but they could be undefeated, I guess. But, but you know, looking at, at guys maybe not necessarily playing their A game, but still having the ability uh, to win football games. So let's talk about that when we come back. we got a lot to do. We'll get into all the big games in the NFL this week, as we yes, always sir. do. 
uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So don't go anywhere. He's Tony Shields in for D Gun. I'm Rob Ellis. Let's talk, man. It's Friday. I'll be there later, friends. Uh, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, been going there since I was a kid. They've been family owned since 1985. Uh, Alex and his crew are just absolutely amazing at what they do. They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the upside down, which I will be getting later. Uh, they also have specialized pizza. However you like it, they will make it for you. And they just don't do pizza. They have fresh pasta. They have sandwiches. They have wraps. They have killer wings. They have salads. But the other great thing about Bravo Pizza of Havertown is they're committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call right now. 610-446-3810. Here's a little bit more on Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. 
Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your green house? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Friday, Friday, as we uh, as we say, hit the like button, friends, if you could. Let's go on a Friday run, okay? Let Let's close out the week in a strong way. Yeah, uh, let's do it. You know, smash that, smash that like button. Let's first of all, let's see where we are right now. Where are we right now? We are, we are at. Oh wow, come on, guys, you can do better than this. We're at twenty seven likes right now. We need at least one fifty. It's one hundred and fifty five people in here. We need at least one hundred and fifty. You know All what right, I mean? Let's go. 27 let's likes, go. not enough, man. Do it for me. Do it for That's Rob. Easy. Do it for, for, for D-Gun. Come on. One, we need, give us at least 150 likes. 150 people in the live stream right now. Use your power. You understand the power you have as a consumer. We understand that. Smash that like button. Let's go. You're all right, so here, here we are. So I, I think if we if we all, we would all concede that if, uh, you know, before we started this thing, if we were sitting here on September 9th, and we said the Eagles would start the season off eight and one. We'd all sign up for that in two seconds, correct? Correct. All right. So uh, now, is it? Do we have your dad in here, Antonio DeShield Senior? Is that is that possible? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh, that's my pop. We're here. Oh wow. That's crazy. Yep. That's my dad. <laughs> Winning ugly is one thing. Three losses in a row, never. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Mister DeShields. Tell uh, him that. That's it. <laughs> uh, I try to tell him, man. Three losses in a row. Look, it's I, not I, in our blood. When's the last I mean, time the Eagles have done that? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I'd have to go back. I don't think they've lost three in a row since probably the two and five start under under Nick Sirianni. I bet you it's been that long. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, I mean, let me just... go back and look. All right, so let uh, a, a very easy answer to that. Let's go last year. Uh, last year, the most losses in a row that the Eagles had. This is uh, all right. There we go. Uh, was two in a row. And now, keep in mind, both of those games, you're without Jalen Hurts, okay? They lost at Dallas. And then remember that ugly New Orleans game at home? Yeah, that, on, that on was New such a Day? weird game. That was such a weird very, game. Very, very weird game. So, But that you almost throw that out the window because Jalen wasn't playing. Okay, let's go back to 21, first year with Jalen as a starter. They lost three in a row early in the season. They beat Atlanta to open the year. Then they lost San Fran at home at Dallas Kansas City here. Kansas City. Yeah, that was a rough stretch. That ugly. Was rough. That was an ugly. And then they, that's when they kind of got their act together. They won the next week uh, against Carolina, and then they lost two straight. But then after that, they haven't lost two in a row with Jalen as the quarterback since uh, since then. So the last time they lost two in a row with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback was October 14th, which was a Thursday, and the 24th of 2021. That's wow. how far back. That's that's how crazy I am with that prediction. 
but yes, uh, that's that's where things are. Yeah, um, over the past over the past two seasons, Jalen Hurts has only lost two games in the regular season. That's right. That's that's that's, that's a hell that's, that's a hell of a thing to add on the resume, man. I mean, Chris, you know, Chris D I mean, giving you some love, Tone. Bring it up. Don't be shy. Oh yeah, where is she? Where where is she? Where is Chris D? Chris D, oh, get, oh, it yeah. get it up there. Where, where you stay? Oh, Chris there D, you thank go. you so much, sweetheart. I appreciate Beautiful. you showing me so much love. Beautiful. Thank man. you so much. That means well, a lot man. to me, truly. And, and, it means a lot to me. I concur. Uh, all right. So uh eight and one start. We're all we're all thrilled with that, but you know how it is. Like people are saying, Oh, they're winning ugly, or oh, they're getting fortunate, blah, right. blah, blah. All right. So let's look at it. Let's look at the games that they maybe could have or should have either blown the team out or won more comfortably. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. New, New England starts the season. They win 25-20 on the road. Here's where I'll give the Eagles a break. First okay. of all, it's the first game of the season. These guys don't play the preseason anymore. Weird stuff is happening. A lot of people getting used to each other, uh, you know, and you're still going against Belichick who had an entire offseason to game plan your offense. So mm -hmm. I'll give them a little leeway on that one for the 25-20 win, even though New England does stink. And I'll be the first one to tell you that they do stink. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree okay. with you 100%. You know, my, you know, my biggest thing, I always tell people when we won, expect the unexpected. And yes. the reality is they were on the road. Um, Bill Belichick had well over three to four months to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts played in the Super Bowl. So the entire NFL was watching him at his okay. glory, at his best. And I was telling Rob off camera, right, you know, a lot of these games have been tough. A lot of these games have been a little herky-jerky. But the reality is when you're at the peak of the mountain, when you're at the top, and obviously the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but when you're up there with that echelon of team, every team that you faced from this point going forward is going to give you their best. Every team is using you as a measuring stick to see how good they are, right? And so far, the Philadelphia Eagles have only proven that have proved that only one team caught them slipping through this stretch, and that was the New York Jets. But again, 25-20 against the New England Patriots. I knew that game would be tough. I knew that game would be physical. Um, I didn't expect the turnovers I saw, but I definitely expected the team to kind of um drag themselves through that game a little bit. I knew it was going to be ugly. We yeah. took another hand, Minnesota. I had a feeling the I had a feeling the Eagles were definitely going to put up points because Minnesota doesn't have a defense in any way or a consistent defense. Mm -hmm. Um, and they dominated that game pretty much for the better part of it, and then they allowed Minnesota to get back in it. So, I mean, that was kind of on brand for what they did last year. Maybe the Minnesota matchups went a little differently from last year to this year. But in terms of scoring a lot early and then allowing the team to get back in it, the Eagles did that last year many a times. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, so that game, I, I, I will I will give that to the Eagles. That was a little more tricky than it looks now because New England's played poorly. But – I hit, where I won't give him a break is the 34-31 win over Washington. That that's a game that shouldn't have been that close. Agreed. There's no no way Sam Howell should drive that team. I know I know Sam Howell's proven that he's not some stiff. I get it, but he shouldn't have been able to drive his team all the way down the field that late and score basically with no time left to send this thing to overtime. And you get fortunate because you lose the toss. Well, fortunate not fortunate. The defense did a good job and they held Washington. And then you went down and kicked the field goal. That game shouldn't have been that close. So that that is one I will. I'll put that on the Eagles. It, it, it was a it was a win, but it wasn't pretty. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. I didn't think Washington was going to push them to overtime, and I didn't expect defense to allow Sam Howell to do what he did. But at the same time, even when you think about last year, they allowed quarterbacks to complete a, a good percentage of the passes. 
Um, even though the pass defense was ranked much higher than what it is now, still I felt like teams were able to move the ball for the most part. Uh, I think I think that game that game was very very fascinating in, in, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but then you go on to uh, the Rams game; they beat them by nine points. That game, they pretty much controlled it. I would have loved for the I, I would I would have loved for them to put up, put up more points. But for the you know, but for the better part of that game, they maintained control. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to really. That's um, a good role. It's hard to go to the West Coast. I have zero yeah. issue with I'm the Rams. I'm not going to kill them for that. Obviously, no, that the was a, game. Was that a was a good game. I mean, that well, yeah, right. That, so the next one for me is the Jets. I mean, there's no way you should have lost that game. I mean, you I shouldn't. Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback. This team, this talented team, shouldn't lose. Period. I know Jets' defense is good. No denying that. But there was a crucial turnover late uh, from Jalen. Uh, just keeping it real here, and that probably cost you the game. But you had tons of opportunities in that game that you didn't capitalize on. And that's a bad one. There's yeah. no denying. Yeah. I, I, I think that game. I think that game was bad for everyone involved. I think it was a yeah. bad game plan, bad yes. play, just, just, just bad, 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 mm-hmm. and. It's almost one. Of, it's one of those games where it's like everybody was sleepwalking through it, and everybody finally woke up. Like, whoa, what happened? It's like it's yeah, one of you, those. Like, yeah, like, you lost the game. That's what happened. Well, yeah, and, and the, it's one of those that you've seen pretty much every team in the league have at least yes. one of those sort of clunkers so yeah. far. And Last that was season, the, Casey yeah. lost to the uh, Colts. Remember I know. That, was, that was random, but they won the Super Bowl. So it's like those kind of losses they happen to the best of teams. You know, no yeah. one's exempt from getting caught slipping on any given Sunday. No doubt. Now this one, I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of in between the the win in DC, thirty eight thirty one, probably shouldn't have been that close, but yeah, it's a division game. Washington, it's always dicey, you know. Like it's just sometimes there are certain teams that are like that for an opponent, and Washington feels like that team with the Eagles. Yeah, and we got to keep in mind as well, Washington always plays us tough when they have somewhat competent quarterback play. Remember the yeah. first time we played him last season, right. um, Carson Wentz was the quarterback, and we know what, how that went for him. Yeah. Um, couldn't, you know, was couldn't get the ball out of his hands quick enough, right? And then you play them the second time, Tyler, Tyler Heineke's the quarterback. So now you're game planning for another guy, and, you know, the tendencies change, the game plan changes, and they kind of came in with a chip on their shoulder. And also think about how, they, how the Eagles lost that game too last year. They turned the ball over four times. You know, they, that's what it took for the, the commanders to beat the Eagles last year. They turned it over four times. Yeah. This year, it's kind of been, you know, pretty straight up, right? You know, you know, our guys versus your guys, no real turnovers in those matchups except for the one Sam Howell threw, uh, you know, to, to lose the game in week eight. But, you know, I'm not going to kill them for that second Washington matchup because they – I will say this, though. They were down early, and they did the exact same thing they did before, came out sluggish. And they just turned it up in the second half. And finally, in the, 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 by the grace of God, they didn't have to go into overtime for that one. It's right. so it's so strange how both of those matchups mirror each other so well. The only difference is in overtime. Right. Right. Well said. Uh, all right. So other than the only other one, I, I don't really think there are other games you can really quabble with. I mean, here, here's what they I should have beat Dallas by double digits, Rob. I'll say this. They should have beat Dallas, but they had Dallas on the ropes and – um, they, but I think I, the level I, of competition is so much better than these other teams with Dallas. Yeah, You're right. That's true. You're right. That's true. But you know, I, I guess I look at it like this: right, you had them up by eleven in the fourth quarter. I just felt, I just felt like in that fourth quarter they got tight. The coaches, I felt like they, I, I felt like they just got tight. I, I think the, game, that's fair. the game plan got got basic, and it just seemed like they were trying so hard not to lose the game. Right. And sometimes when you try so hard not to do something, you end up doing it and not even realizing it. 
Yeah. Um, the Eagles, by, by any by a lot of metrics, they probably should have lost that football game. But you know, and Dak Prescott did Dak Prescott things when it mattered most. The Eagles defense turned up and got three sacks on that final drive. Um, and you got to get key plays. They some made some key, key plays. plays, clutch plays, and that speaks to what we're talking about, right? About this whole schedule. The Eagles right. have been making clutch plays throughout this entire season. And these are the signs of a good team. When things aren't necessarily going your way, where you're right. not necessarily playing up to par, how do you respond where the chips are stacked against you? How do you respond when um, everything is not necessarily going according to plan? And I think that translates into the playoffs more than just blowing teams out every week. That And that, right. So therein leads us to certain teams just figure it out no matter what the circumstance is. And it's not always pretty. But they get the results. It's a it's a bottom line driven league, and you're eight and one. Like Brian Dawkins was on with us yesterday, and if you if you we talked about it earlier. If you missed it, he was on with us at noon yesterday. You can always go check it out, JacobSports.com, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and just go right to to when we had B Doc on yesterday at twelve. If you want to check out the, the interview in its entirety, it was great. We had him on for for a half hour. He was awesome. We hit him with everything. But what he said was basically like, I get it's not perfect right now, but I'm glad they're not peaking. He said, I've been on teams, I've seen teams that peak early like this and then start going the wrong way, and it doesn't mm-hmm. end up well in the playoffs. He feels like this team has the ability to win ugly, but but knows that they can get better. They can get the running game better. They can get more um, comfortable with one another in the secondary, get some guys mm-hmm. involved. And, and there's a lot to be said for that. Like I, I think we overlook – the ability to win even when stuff isn't perfect. And a lot of teams need everything to kind of go their way for them to win. The Eagles don't. They can overcome stuff. Winning is a skill, Rob. It's just yeah. that simple. Success is a skill. Winning is a skill. Um, production is a skill, right? Um, being reliable is a skill. Being accountable is a skill. All those things, all those are traits and things you have to hone as discipline. a person. As You know, you know, uh, discipline is a skill. So – Brian Dawkins said everything right. You know, the fact that this team isn't peaking right now, the fact that they still know that they have so much more to correct, it keeps you honest. It keeps you humble. It keeps you it keeps you engaged, right? Every week this team has had to go in with their bunny ears on high alert. Yep. And um, I, I, I kind of like that, right? I don't want – I also – also I'm real big on the distance travel. And – Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles got a lot of flack about their, you know, their road to the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. And look, you you beat who's in front of you. So I'm a firm believer in that. But I also have a lot of respect for the distance traveled. Uh, when you think about uh, the, the the stretch the Philadelphia Eagles have been on throughout the season, right, in terms of the, the defensive minds they had to go up against, some of the offensive minds they've had to go up against, right, um, a, talented def- uh, a talented offense and a talented defense in Miami. I think Miami's defense is talented. I think they're still – ironing out things, but that the Miami defense is talented. I'm at the yep. Miami offense is talented. Um, at the time, I always believed the Washington um, defensive front is talented. They lost two guys in Chase and um, Sweat, obviously, but that, that Washington, Washington defensive front has always been talented. Uh, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams have talented receivers and a t- super talented head coach. You know what I mean? A talented defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, uh, New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and um, uh, uh, what's my man's name? Um uh, Bill O'Brien, uh, Todd, Todd um, Bowles, yeah, um, yeah, Todd yeah, Bowles and Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah. Uh, Kevin yeah. O'Connell is a is a pretty Green strong defensive mind. Yeah, uh, yep. Brian Flores with, the, with yeah. the Vikings. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mike McDaniel, who's the who's the hottest kid on the block right now in terms of coaches uh, with yeah. the Miami Dolphins. Um, 
uh, uh, Dan, Dan Quinn with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, They're really look, good defensive they, minds. Yeah. They've had like the coaches have been supremely challenged throughout this process. And also another thing that we have to keep in mind, this Philadelphia Eagles team has gone through some tremendous, not only defensive roster turnover, but they've gone through some uh, coaching turnover as well. They've yeah. lost people in the front office. Um, they lost John again and say what you want about him, but they lost them. It's changed. Um, they lost uh, Shane Steichen. Uh, we all were a fan of him, right? I, 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 they lost their linebacker coach and Nick Rollis. Uh, they lost the um, uh, they lost their DB coach. Yes, um, Denard Wilson, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, who who else did they lose? Um, they uh, lost, I mean, that's they, a lot. You're talking they, about they your, lost your a quarterback lot coach, your your linebacker yep. coach, and your D coordinator and exactly. your offensive coordinator. That's a lot. Exactly. That's a lot, man. So 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 when you factor all of that into the equation, and they're still winning. They're yes. eight and one on the season. They have at least two high quality victories on you know on the schedule, but you also have to respect the the defensive minds associated with some of those teams that you may not think are as good. Um, they've they they've played three divisional games um, over the you know over the past nine weeks. You got to give credit where credit is due, and I look at this Philadelphia Eagles team as uh, as a team that's been constantly trying to battle adversity and go against the trend. And that's a Super Bowl hangover. You know what I mean? It's all, it, it, it's almost like they've been, it's almost like, yes, they've been experiencing their own version of a Super Bowl. Hangover. Yeah. Like I think, I think things are a little foggy, but you're still operating. You're, you're yeah. still doing your thing. You're not, you didn't just shut it down after a rough night. Right. Right. You're right. still, you're kind of getting, yeah. It's so, like, like you said, you're like, working your way through it a little bit. You had a rough night, but you still yeah. showed up to work. Yeah. You, know, you still, still made, you yep. still made your quarter. You know what I mean? Uh, the, yep. the, the boss isn't on your neck. Yeah. But, but, but you know, you're not quite at your A level right now. And exactly. I think, here's the other part when you say the things that we're saying, it doesn't mean you're ignoring. That there's flaws. There is. The secondary has to be better, like, period, or else it's going to bite them in the playoffs or the Super Bowl. It is. The secondary's got to be better. They have to find the running game again. Yes. Some some level of of consistency out of the running game. Injuries, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's just been a fact that it's it's been there, right? It's just a fact. Uh, They have to be better situationally, Tone. Like, I don't like some of the things that I see in terms of maybe play calling, like the the deep shot to – AJ Brown. Yeah, it's those key, Washington. It's those key Little situations, stuff. right? Because yeah. you know they're they're the best team in the league on third down, the best team in the league on fourth down. The right. red zone offense right now, I believe, is ranked 13th or 12th in the NFL. So they're trending in the right direction with that. They were one of the worst teams in red zone earlier in the season. Now right. they're around. Now they're about ranked well, 13th or 12th. But you're right, and those are situational. Those are situations, right? Yeah. But but to your point, there are these very unique situations that they have an opportunity to either put either either put the game away or give this team life and they've kind of bumped their head in in those kind of situations like that third and three um so i, I well, let, me give you, let me give you one more thing on that yeah for sure all right so i thought this was really interesting and, and by the way we'll get to the game last night which was everything we thought it was going to be in terms of being terrible uh but but the one thing that was interesting and good <laughs> was Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey was in the booth uh, and did some some stuff like halftime and whatever. Um, but he was in the booth with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. But what I thought was really interesting was he was talking about – he was saying, like, I know we have shortcomings, and I know 
there are things that we have to clean up, all, this and that. He said, but if you look at it, you know, one of our biggest issues was red zone. We've gotten much better the last couple of weeks at that. You know, there, and he was talking about some other things they need to be better at. And, and he's right. Like, they have improved in some areas that they need to. Now, here's what I would say. Red zone has to keep getting better. They have to cut down on the turnovers because, let's face it, even though they didn't have one on the books, they got lucky against Dallas. You can't, you don't fumble three times, man, yes. and, and, and usually get all three back, and they did, Okay. So that's a big part, and they have to start taking the ball away some. Somebody's got to step up with some turnovers here on the on the defensive side. They have to start getting them. So there's – yeah, man, it's not perfect, but the great thing is you're only nine in. You got eight to play to get better at this stuff, and you're much better off than many people are in that league, plain and simple. Absolutely. You know, and – uh, over the past three weeks, you know, you mentioned the, the red zone, right? Over the past three weeks, let me make sure I got my metrics right. Over the past three weeks, um, the Philadelphia Eagles have been uh, ten and fourteen in the red zone. So, uh, when you so when you factor that in, over the past three weeks, they have tr- improved tremendously. Seven foot, what, what did I say? Seven for fourteen? Is that what I said? Or seven for thirteen? No, I said uh, four. four you know ten of fourteen. Um, ten of fourteen. Ten of fourteen. Sorry, ten of fourteen. Excuse me, you guys. Sorry about yep. that. A lot, of, a lot of numbers in my head right now. Um, yeah. Ten of fourteen over the past three weeks in the red zone. Ten of fourteen. Um, by my estimation, if my if my math is if my math is serving me justice right here, uh, ten divided by fourteen, that's seventy one percent in the red zone. That's an amazing number. Um, that's that that's that's higher than what they were all of last season. So they're trending in the right direction in the red zone. When they get the opportunities in the red zone, they're putting the points up. And you can make an argument in the Miami game where they went four for six in the red zone. Let's be honest. That last drive, they they salted the game away. They need they could have scored if they wanted to, but they took right. a knee. You're so right. you could they probably you could you could probably say they're four and five in that game. So by that logic, you could probably say they're ten of thirteen in the red zone, which would put them at. Let me make sure my math is right again. 77% in the red zone. So over the past three weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles are getting that ironed out. So I'm not going to kill them for that, for the, you know, until they regress or if they regress. But like you said, pass defense, that is their Achilles heel right now. But I will always say this, and I stand by this. I will much rather have an impenetrable run defense and a mediocre pass defense rather than having a mediocre run defense and an impenetrable pass defense. Because the reality is, and we spoke about this with Coach Crocker, right? If yeah. you can stop the run, you're going to be in every game. Every game. But if you can't stop the run, you might as well just pack your bags and go to Cancun. <laughs> That's not a bad spot to go, actually. But but I hear you. No, you're right. You're right. Um, look, look, look at you finding the optimism. See, I, I, see, see, I knew you could be optimistic. See, you're, not, you're not pragmatic I'm, all the time. I'm not Danny you know I mean? Downer. I'm not Danny see, Downer. So you got to bring that energy to that first segment, right? You know, That's right. Three, and, three and two, three not and two and three. Two and three. Say, it, say it with me. I three agree. and two. <laughs> I, I am giving myself an out with the 49er game. That's all okay. I'm saying. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, but I get it. I, look, there's uh, there's some some people may have issue with Brian Johnson. I see some of that in the chat. I, we also have to understand that Brian Johnson and Sean Desai are learning too. As much as we want to give some of the younger players a, a little bit of leeway, I'm willing to give those guys a little bit of leeway too. Now, do I by the end of the year, if I'm still seeing the same stuff, I'll call them on the carpet in two seconds. But but they're getting better at this stuff. 
they have to get there. I, I think they're going to get better because they're in the situation. I mean, I think about look, look at Brian Johnson. He's in with Nick Sirianni. He's got Jeff Stoutland. He's got some really good coaches around him. And then you go to the other side of the ball. Sean Desai, they have Tracy Rockers, a very good defensive line coach, among other guys that are there. I think that they are leaning on these guys and will help them, uh, you know, get better as we uh, as we go along here. Uh, that's for sure. All right, Tom, let's come back and let's look at the birds who flew the nest. Let's see where they're how they're doing elsewhere. And we picked out a handful of guys. And if you, all the folks in the chat, want to jump in with some people, maybe that that aren't weren't back from last year, you want to let us know about that. Please do. Uh, but the guys we'll get into, among others, Hargrave, Miles Sanders. T.J. Edwards, C.J. G.J., Marcus Epps, Isaac Sayamalu, Kaiser White, among others, is who we'll, uh, we'll dive into. So don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now, I am telling you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances is of the utmost importance, right? And I can tell you from personal experience that somebody I trust with my finances is Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. And I'm also always reaching out for advice. Hey, check this out. This is trending this way. Should we jump off this? Should we get on that, et cetera? He's always around uh, for a consultation. He's at 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Are those Cheerios I see? Jesus, my friend. Gee, ah, look at you. I told you. We <laughs> talked about this uh, the other day, man. And, they, and these are the right blend of salt and and the cheese, man. It, Absolutely. They, that no. box, they nailed it. What flavor was those again? Is, is that the originals? Yeah, the old school. Uh, you know me. Do okay. you think I'm going to get creative here or tricky? No, I, I, no, I no, no, you're right, man. I don't, like, I, I don't like white cheddar. Everyone talks about white cheddar. I don't. My like wife white does. White I don't, man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an OG kind of guy. My wife, listen, my wife kills me, right? You, uh, so I will say I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of Crumble Cookies, right? Oh, and yeah. um, yes. you know they, you know they always change their uh, their roster of cookies every week, and um, but every week they always stay consistent with the chocolate chip, always. But they change everything else. That's every good. time me, and my, every time me and my wife go, she always gets something different. She always has to try the new flavors, whatever it is. Me. Give me the chocolate chip, baby. Yes, me, I get. I, I know. I, my go-to's are what I know. I'm not yeah. going to get burned by my go-to's. I know. Right, I know and my that. wife hates it. She's Same. like, she's Same. like, can you please try something else? Yep. I'm like, nah. It's, it, it, if you can make a good chocolate chip cookie, that's all I need from you. That's mm-hmm. all I need from you. Yeah, I hear you. Um, oh, by the way, let, so let's throw up the uh, the GoFundMe again, Tone, for Derek Gunn. And let me again, let me sing the praises. Of our incredible, uh, you know, uh, support system that we have with all of you guys, uh, we appreciate you. But Ed, anyway, if you go to Facebook, you go to D Gun's personal page, yeah. the GoFundMe page is right there. And you, Tone, have you pinned that thing where we can? Yep, we can- yep. it's pinned at the top of the. It's pinned at the top of the chat. So um, all, right. all you guys that are in the YouTube live stream right now, you're all able to click on that link to support Derek Gunn, our our friend, our family member, Derek Gunn, and. Uh, and his wife Trish as, as and their family as they go through a, a really turbulent time right now. Um, you know, health is always wealth, you guys, and um, best believe. You know, it's important to always uh, take care of ourselves, take care of our loved ones whenever they need us. And uh, the gun fun, uh, the gun family uh, can use all the support that they can get. So um, yeah. again, a dollar, whatever, whatever you are able or willing to spare, just know that that dollar um, is going to a great cause. And we appreciate you guys so much for always uh, holding us down and being supporters of the show uh, and the YouTube channel. It means a lot, and it goes a long way with us. Yeah, and the other thing is you can um, – if you're looking for anonymity, 
you you can see there that you can go as an anonymous donor. So you don't, you know, nobody knows what's going on. You want to keep it private. We appreciate you. And either, however, it's you slice it. So feel free. You can do it. If you want to put your name on it, great. And whatever you want to do is awesome. Anything you can yeah. do is appreciated. So and all and also you guys remember you, a lot of you guys have YouTube name handles, right? A lot of you guys have YouTube handles. If you want, right. you know what I mean. Put your YouTube handle in there so D Gun knows whenever he comes back, he can he, he can shout you out on the show. So, um, you know, make sure you guys I'm thinking, yeah. you know, you know, uh, think about that as well. If you want to put your full name, cool. If you want to put your YouTube handle, hey, it, it, it all matters. At the end of the day, uh, the support is always felt. So, um, again, if you put your YouTube uh, uh, YouTube name, you know, on your uh, donation, you know, when you know, we're going to see it and we're going right. to promote you guys. We're going to talk about you guys and we're, and we're thinking for you guys. But even if you can't donate, um, just the prayers, um, you know, even. Uh, means a lot as well. So continue to show love uh, for our guy D Gun and his wife. Uh, yeah, and I see. I see Vlad asking what happened. So uh, Derek's wife had a a very serious uh, uh, medical emergency. And yes. If you she, if you if you go on to GoFundMe, it'll explain everything. Yep. Um. All you, all you have to do is click the link, and it'll explain everything in in, in grave detail. Um. Regarding uh, Derek Gunn and you know what's been going on with them as of late. So there you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. Um, all right, back to uh, back to the the Eagles and the things we were talking about. All right, so Eagles who have left, Tom. Now, um, I would say probably, and tell me if you disagree. The head, there were two headliners of this group, Javon Hargrave being one of them, mm -hmm. CJGJ being the other. Would you agree that they're they're kind of one and two here? Yeah, for sure. I, okay. I, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say they were the top two for sure in terms of. Um, in terms of production and name, okay, a, clo a close uh, third would be T.J. Edwards for me, and then right. Miles Sanders. Okay, all right. Well, let's go there then. Let let's start with Hargrave because okay. he goes to the 49ers, You know, all the already you know loaded defensive line, which they've already added Chase Young to, which is crazy. Um, but you look at his season so far, and he started off pretty well. But you look at it, eight games. 22 tackles, three sacks, five tackles for loss. Not, I mean, and keep in mind, he's a defensive tackle. So the numbers mm -hmm. sometimes don't tell the full story, but. Well, we know he's not good in the run. He's and, not. And, um, I mean, he is tied, you know, for team sacks on, on the 49ers, the Nicosa, but they haven't been able to get to the quarterback. And that's why they brought in Randy Gregory. That's why they brought in Chief Young. They're struggling to get to the quarterback. So that's an indictment on not just Nick Bosa, but also Javon Hargrave. Yes, he, he, he has been um, underwhelming, and certainly for the money that they gave him, uh, upwards of $23 million. Yeah, you know. he, has, he hasn't registered a sack uh, since um, October 1st uh, in the Arizona matchup. Okay, Other than so. that, you know, over, the, over his past three games, he's been, he's been registered sackless. And as a matter of fact, I believe he didn't play one of those games because he was hurt. Um, I, I'm not sure what injury he's nursing right now, but um, – uh, he he hasn't necessarily been um, worth the price of admission, so to speak. Right. But here's the fascinating thing about it. I'll take it a step further, Rob. You know, we've talked about the guys we've lost, and this is what's going to make this segment so fun is we're going to go player by player what the Eagles lost and what they replaced it with. And we're going to compare production to see if the Eagles got value, their money's worth, um, did they make a mistake? We're going to we're going to uncover it, you know, top to bottom, left and right. So we're like you said, uh, Rob Hargrave. Yeah. That's the first guy, right? And so mentioned, so just, right. So just on him, I mean, basically he's been replaced by Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, who has outperformed him. He yes. just flat out has because Jalen Carter is a two way player. 
Jalen Carter is a run defender and a pass defender, and he has been more productive than Javon Hargrave. So not only did you upgrade the position, you saved yourself a ton of money in, in the process. I mean, it's, it's really not close. And Jake Friel is right. Jalen Carter is a clear upgrade over Hargrave. So, um, yeah. And here, you know, here, here's some more context uh, for you guys here. Um, according to PFF, um, I, I like what PFF does. They're not the Bible, but I, but I do feel like they give a pretty decent um, account of what, how players uh, of how players um, are doing. Yeah. Um, Javon Hargrave on the season, um, he has an overall PFF grade of seventy five point one. That's 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 cool, but a guy like Javon Hargrave and what he's making, you expect much higher, right? Yeah. Um, but he has an overall grade of seventy five. Jalen Carter, a rookie has an overall PFF grade of 90.6. Wow. <clears throat> That's unbelievable. Five, he has five sacks on the season and a forced fumble. And another thing to keep in mind, with Hargrave making all that money from the uh, from the 49ers, giving him 20-plus million, the Eagles yeah. essentially let him walk. They took a risk. They let him walk. Mm-hmm. And they drafted Jalen Carter, not knowing they were going to be able to fall, not knowing he would fall to them. But – they, but they got Jalen Carter, and they are paying Jalen Carter, I believe, an average of three to five million per season because he's on a rookie deal. Right. So they're getting more production from the position. He's a more talented pass rusher. He's way more effective in run defense, and you're paying him essentially fifteen million to seventeen million less than you would have paid uh, Javon Hargrave. And also to add more context to that situation. Javon Hargrave, he's playing 64% of the defensive snaps for the San Francisco 49ers. When it comes to Jalen Carter, he's only playing about 45, 40% of the snaps. That's unbelievable. I'll tell you the the other one that you throw in there, you know, piggybacking with Carter is Jordan Davis. The way Jordan Davis has developed from just a run stuffer to a guy who could also play the pass. So you're, you're talking about two complete and Fletcher Cox is that way too. You know, even Milton Williams to an extent. You're, the, the four of your defensive tackles are very complete players. Like you don't have to necessarily take them off the field in either situation, run or pass. So you're you're fine there. In fact, you've upgraded there. Okay. It's, it's not exactly. to say Hargrave's a bad player. We know he's very yeah. he was a good eagle. He was a very yeah. good eagle. Let right. me adjust that Carter's playing 49% of the snaps right now. Okay. 49%. Which that's, we'll get, still, which, that's, that's still less than what uh, that's still significantly less than what Javon Hargrave is doing. So Carter's giving you more production. He's more talented. You're paying him less, and he's playing way less. And, and so, yeah, no, I agree. And he's just going to get better. Like Hargrave, get better. for, for whatever he is, is either flatlining or going down. Carter's going up. You know, for sure. So is Davis. Um, all right, Miles Sanders. Let's let's go there with Sanders uh, next. So he's played eight games, 224 rushing yards. That's 3.2 yards per carry. He's only found the end zone once. Uh, he's got 28 yards, uh, 20 receptions for 118 yards. You know, he's only averaging 28 yards per game. Last nice. night, two rushes minus five yards. Okay, so let, let me be fair What what before we dive into this. Their offensive line stinks, and Bryce Young is getting beat up, and, and they're a bad, 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 bad team. But – he probably got as good a deal on the open market for running backs as, as virtually anybody out there. And 
I, I think Chuba Hubbard's better. He's not even their one, really. I felt like they didn't have to go out there and reach for Miles Sanders. I felt like they should have gave uh, Chuba Hubbard a legit shot and maybe drafted a running back and then went from there. Agreed. Agreed. He's not. He's just not – you know, here's what you look at last year. How much of that was he was running behind an unbelievable offensive line that was a year younger that had Isaac Sayamalo, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and I – you know, Sanders was was a fine running back. He wasn't, but I don't think he was a great running back. I think there's a lot of running backs in this league that could have had good success last year behind that line. And and Swift's been fine. I want to see Swift be able to maintain this through 17 games because I think he's dipping a little bit, maybe with the with the workload a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. Um, he hasn't had more than I believe 18 carries since about week three. Um, right. So they're so they're definitely tipping off his carries. And you bring you brought up a good point with Miles Sanders being you know uh, you brought up a good point with Miles Sanders running behind this offensive line right. Um, but Boston Scott averaged four yards four yards per carry over his career behind his offensive line. That should tell you right then and there. Um, and I think Miles Sanders is more talented than Boston Scott. And also to add more context, DeAndre Swift, um, he's having a career year behind his offensive line in terms of um, rushing yards um, through uh, he, uh, over 135 carries. He has 614. Uh, total rushing yards. His career high is 617 through 13 games played for the Detroit Lions. So he's going to crush. He's going to crush his career high in carries. He's going to crush his career high in yards. And um, uh, he's already um, doing pretty well in terms of yards per attempt, averaging uh, four and a half yards per attempt. Now, granted, um, he's still living off of those two um, games from week two and week three. But the bottom line is um, he's been he's been he's been a, sta- a stable force in the run game, guaranteeing you about 50 yards per game for the most part. Um, that's much better than what Miles Sanders is providing right now. And Miles Sanders, I think he's been hurt as well. He's fumbled a lot um, over you know over the season, you know, for them. So, um, look, man, I knew the Philadelphia Eagles weren't going to bring him back. Uh, and you know, the, the Panthers, I feel like they kind of reached paying him. They kind of overreacted. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, let, let's keep it rolling. Um, I think they absolutely missed this guy. 100%. TJ Edwards. Um, yes. Keep in mind, we're always trying to give you context here. He's playing on a bad team uh, that's defensive line has not been particularly effective, which means he is probably going to get more tackles than a lot of linebackers will get. However, he's got 112 tackles. Yes. He's got he, currently, he currently leads the league in tackles right now. He's got two sacks. He's got five tackles for losses. He's forced a fumble. He's recovered a fumble. And and they didn't give him a ton of money. Now, the one thing that we keep hearing is he wanted to go back home. He's from the Chicago area. If that's the case, if it was a deal where he was just like, listen, guys, I want to, I want whatever, then that's different. But yeah. but also the Eagles didn't even make him an offer. Remember, you know, you always have a window in time to offer your uh, to offer your guys something before they even hit free agency. Yeah. And the Eagles didn't offer him a, a dime. They essentially they essentially decided to let him walk, and they were going to bank on the Kobe Dean, and we already know how that's been panning out. Um, I, I think they miss him. He's a good player. TJ yeah. Edwards is a really solid player. He is. Now, here's what I'll add to that, Rob. What's, what's, again, we're all about context, and we're all about the details here. Um, TJ Edwards right now on the season, he has an average PFF. He has an overall PFF grade of 80.2. Um, that's, that's a really, really, really good number. Um, all things considered with him being on um, a really, really bad Chicago Bears team. He's been um, doing his job to the best of his ability. He's kind of been a stabilizing force in the chaos. Um, Nicole Dean, on the other hand, um, a 61.7. 
um, PFF grade. Now, granted, um, he hasn't been able to play consistent reps because he's gotten hurt. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to get a real gauge on how good he can be. But one player that you can get a good gauge on because he's gotten most of the snaps at the middle linebacker is Nicholas Morrow. Um, he has a higher PFF grade than TJ Edwards with 84.9. Um, so when you factor all that into account, the Philadelphia Eagles have kind of been cutting their nose despite their face trying to force feed us and Kobe Dean. When in reality, the best linebacker on the team right now, or at least the most um, reliable, has been Nicholas Morrow, according to PFF. He has a higher grade than TJ Edwards. Now, granted, Nicholas Morrow plays behind one of the best defensive fronts in football. It definitely makes your life, makes your life easier. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think TJ Edwards is better than Nicholas Morrow because he doesn't really have too much up front and still does his job to the best of his ability. But you got to give Nicholas Morrow credit for operating at a high level in the situation he's in. I'm really excited to see what this linebacker core looks like um, going forward. And I think Nicholas Morrow should be the starter um, uh, for the rest of the season. Also, they're not paying Nicholas Morrow anything. You know, remember, Rob, we're going to examine, we're going to examine everything, value yeah. um, yep. and all that kind of stuff. They're not paying Nicholas Morrow anything. He's um, playing fairly well in his situation. CJ Edwards is making about six and a half, seven, seven million per season. So right. um, if, if things trend in the right direction for Morrow, um, the Eagles have kind of won that, um, won that, I guess you'll say, um, win-loss ratio in terms of losing uh, Edwards and Nicholas Morrow. But again, I would have loved to have kept TJ Edwards here. I don't want to, I don't want it to get lost. I'm a TJ Edwards guy. All right, let's go Kaiser White because he trended the wrong way to close out last year. I don't fault them for letting him walk, okay? I want to say that. But he's played well for the Cardinals. He's done a nice job. Again, you talk about another garbage team. You have to always keep that in mind, you know, with some of these stats, which may be padded a little bit because the guys in front of them are not necessarily doing their job. But uh, Kaiser White, 76 tackles, two sacks, nine tackles for loss. He does have an interception for he's playing for Jonathan Gannon uh, out there in Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's had, he's had a nice year for them. He's given them what they would have hoped out of him. Uh, but this is not one where I think the Eagles could have done a better job keeping T.J. Edwards. I'm okay that they let Kaiser White go. Yeah. He's, right he's playing pretty decent. Yeah, um, Kaiser White. Um, he, you know, he got some good money uh, from Arizona. So I'm always going to be for a guy getting his, uh, you know, getting his coin uh, first and foremost. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't too hellbent on them keeping Kaiser White. Um, he played well, but he kind of tapered off towards the end of the season. Um, so I kind of my my game plan was to keep T.J. Edwards. Um, uh, matriculate, uh, matriculate, uh, Nicobe Dean into that off-ball linebacker spot, essentially into that Kaiser White role, and allow him to kind of roam and kind of use him as a, you know, as a blitzer or however you want to use him. Um, but the Eagles decided to get rid of both of them and place Nicobe Dean in that spot, and then they brought in Zach Cunningham to kind of fill in that Kaiser White role. Um, I like Zach Cunningham. He's been a stabilizing force at the linebacker position. A lot of things that doesn't get a lot of things that don't get talked about about Zach Cunningham. He, Zach Cunningham is he's been in this league for a long time. He's been a productive linebacker for the better part of his career. He's just battled injury over the past couple of seasons that couldn't really stay out of the ice bath. Um, but now um, he appears to be healthy. I don't think I don't think he's missed um, any games for the Philadelphia Eagles. Another thing to keep in mind is um, they're not paying Zach Cunningham anything. And right. while and Kaiser, Kaiser White is making about seven, almost eight million um, per season um, with the Arizona Cardinals. And also um, Kaiser White, he has an overall PFF grade of 57.9, while Zach Cunningham has an overall PFF grade of 70.9. Right. So based off the PFF metrics, the Philadelphia Eagles linebackers are playing a little bit better than what um, Kaiser White and TJ Edwards are doing. But again, 
they got to put it all together and get some consistent reps out of Nicholas Murrow and Zach Cunningham if they want this thing to really look good in the long term. All right, let's go uh, Marcus Epps. Who? Well, let's go CJGJ first because you know season-ending injury. Uh, he only played in two games. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, he 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 certainly had a really good year for the Eagles last year, and it got kind of weird with them uh, and him. And he moved on to Detroit and got hurt. So uh, it, it, that's one you just throw out. It's it, it's to me you can't judge anything on that right now. We we don't know. We don't know if he would have gotten hurt here. We don't know how he would have played here. He, we know he got a lot of interceptions. I think he had six interceptions for the Eagles last year, which is something they need. They missed that that kind of playmaking ability for sure. But he but he got hurt. So that's all. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's always unfortunate where you know when a guy gets hurt because um, it's kind of hard to really get a real gauge on uh, what they could have done, and you can't really compare. It's kind of hard to even put that kind of, you know, really, it's, it's not fair to rate guys have got hurt. I think he's only played like two uh, two games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was so, it. He played two games. It's all, yeah. So yeah, throw, throw that one out for, for, for Yeah, now. yeah, yeah you, really, yeah, you really can. Um, but the Eagles, they, you know, they, they lost Marcus Epps as well, you know, if you want to, you know, talk about him, right? Well, um, that's where I was going to go. 40 tackles, three tackles for losses. I think the combination of the both, and having, I think Blankenship's been fine, but you know he's also learning on the fly. And then you combine that with it's been a revolving door next to him, and now it looks like it's finally settled in with Byard as, as you know while he learns the system here. Yeah. But that, yeah. that's but here's the thing, Tone. It's all been complicated with Avante Maddox going out. I was really Brian Dawkins yesterday really sung the praises of Avante Maddox, man, and, and I think it was the most underrated loss of the year for the Eagles. He's a good player. Yep. He's a good player. Just can't Shane's stay on the field. all the time. I know he's hurt all the time. Can't stay on the field, man. Because he's such a he's such a small dude, yeah. and he he throws his body like like Avante Maddox is a fearless defender. Yeah. He he throws his body around, and he doesn't care how he gets there. He just gets there, and you know, it, it, it sucks that he's battled injury, and his his loss has really um had a strong, a really significant impact on just pass coverage in general. Um, but yeah, Marcus Epps, you know he you know he got a good amount of money from. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, right now, he has a 60.5 overall grade um, among safeties. So that's average, I guess, sort of speak. Uh, Kevin Byard um, and Reed Blankenship uh, over the se- over the course of the season, um, Reed Blankenship has played really well. He has he he's had some moments like that. That Washington game, I think, was his worst game um, by far. But that was a game where he came back from injury. Um, and that was also Kevin Byard's uh, first game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, uh, on the season, Reed Blankenship has an 84.5 overall grade from PFF. That's tremendous from that position for a guy who was undrafted last season. Yep. Um, and, again, you guys, I reference PFF because, you know, I'll lean on them, you know, for certain aspects to get a general consensus of um, what, what a player is doing. PFF isn't the Bible. Yep. But they but they do a pretty good job of um you know consolidating a guy's production into a single number. Yep. Um and 84.5 from Reed Blankenship, even if it's a rough number, that's still a good number to be in that percentile is pretty good. Kevin Byard is at 65.7. Um, so that's really not necessarily where he's used to being. But I think he's a player that's going to um trend up um as he gets more comfortable in the situation and as the chemistry continues to grow between him and Reed Blankenship and those other DBs like Slay and Bradbury and those guys. So um the, the main problem with the Philadelphia Eagles defense is the injuries and the injuries have really had a key impact on the continuity and the communication yeah. 
in that defense. And I think that's why they look so bad. And also the lack of continuity at linebacker constantly trying to rotate N'Kobe Dean and um, Nicholas Morrow in has led to a lot of miscommunication. I think once they get some stability out there, you know, for the, you know, for the next several weeks, we're going to see this defense really trend in the right direction. That's, yeah. and that, that's me being optimistic. You're getting bodies back, uh, including Justin Evans, including other guys. So that I think that area should improve. I, I don't think it's going to be a shutdown secondary. Let me be clear, but they'll be better. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the last one is, and again, it's hard to do measurables with offensive linemen unless they're just turnstiles giving up sacks left and right. But Isaac Sayamalo was a nice, solid player for them. And he went to the Steelers and, you know, good for him. He got paid. I, you know, it's like the Eagles had a capable replacement. Jurgen stepped in and it was playing excellent until he got banged up. I, you know, that's one that's just like, okay, that's the cost of doing business. You move on. Not a big deal uh, as far. And by the way, you know, who has been uh, brutal. Dillard in Tennessee has had a really Ooh, tough yeah. time. Yeah, I forgot about Dillard. He lost his job. You know that, right? Yes. He had, he had a really tough time he got in benched. Tennessee. Yes. So, uh, again, you know, he was, I understand he was a backup. He was, he was depth and all that, but oh my gosh, it has not been good for him there, uh, in Tennessee. That's really it. I don't think we're missing any other of, you know, what I would call big pieces, um, that have moved on. You know, there, there was some people wanted Minshew resign as the backup, whatever. I mean, I mean, you, he, I, was... He, he was okay. He's been okay with the Colts. I, I, you know, yeah. let's face it. He's a, he, he's a sparky player. It's like yeah, he's, he's, he, he's, he's like, he's you know, fine. he's he's a he, he's the definition of a backup. Like he can he can generate some offense. Yeah. Um, and he could probably win you a, a couple games or so. But don't you don't want him? You're not um, winning a Super Bowl with Gardner. Yeah, you don't you don't want him playing six or seven games in your season. You don't no. want that. No. Um, no. But yeah, Isaac. But yeah, losing Isaac so so Malo. Um, I think they're feeling that a little bit. Um, because they've dealt with, you know, injuries on, at that right guard position. Now, Isaac has had his own injuries in the past, but last year he was pretty healthy. Got a big contract, like you mentioned. Um, has an overall 65.8 uh, PFF grade at the right guard spot. Um, so uh, that's decent. Uh, that's he's, he's usually better than that, but yeah. that's that's fair. Um, Ken Jurgens for the, you know, for the snaps he's played. Um, a 65.2 overall grade. So they're kind of they kind of based off PFF's metric. They haven't really lost too much. No, and, that, and keep in mind, Jurgens is is more ideally a center, and he's also in his first year starting. Exactly. So you got to give him a little room for growth. I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about Cam Jurgens at all, and and exactly. they expect him back after <clears throat> in Kansas City. By the way, right. Um, all right. Let's 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 hit it. Let's look at some of the big games, Tone. When we come back, um, you got a couple NFC East. Re- Dallas is a 17-point favorite this week over the Giants. That's a college number. I mean, whoa. Um, you have the Commanders and the Seahawks. We'll also dive into the 49ers-Jaguars. Really good game. Lions and Chargers. We're going to do all that because they're games that, that directly relate to the Eagles. A couple of NFC East com- uh, contenders and some teams that are that are jockeying for seeding uh, with the Eagles. So we'll do that. Then we go into our full NFL segment there. In that we will do our top five quarterback rankings, top five QB rankings uh, we will do today, in addition to some other stuff that's going on uh, around the league. We'll, we'll close it out. We'll give you some uh, some Sixers and Flyers and uh, a couple other things, some college hoops as well. So we'll get a lot to do between now and 2 p.m. Eastern. So don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. As I told you guys, uh, Pro Action Restoration uh, was at my house on Wednesday and Thursday. In fact, I have their equipment here right now uh, because I had a problem. Uh, I had a, a 
a major flood from one bathroom upstairs that leaked into another bathroom and essentially uh, destroyed the ceiling uh, in my bathroom and in my basement and the wall, the adjoining wall in my in my bathroom as well. So what they're doing right now is they are drying everything out with these in industrial fans. Uh, they have sprayed uh, anti-mold uh, and, and all over and treated my house with anti-mold so there isn't any mold issues. Then they will uh, rebuild the ceilings and the wall and get everything taken care of. And I'm in good hands with ProAction Restoration. Uh, so if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, and you go through water like I did, fire, smoke, or mold damage, uh, you know how trying that can be. You're not really sure who to turn to, but you can turn to ProAction Restoration. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Uh, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250.
E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it as always. That is Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis. Rainy, chilly uh, here in the Delaware Valley. I, I guess we, you're all geared up, man. You look like you're, you're going hunting, Tony, with, with, with camouflage. What's, uh, how's, the weather, how's the weather in Texas, man? It's so funny. I love like green. Yeah. I, lo- I love wearing like olive greens and like I love camouflage. I love those kind of or I love earthy tones. So yeah. no pun intended. Um, so it's, it was pouring down rainy yesterday over here, like pouring yeah. all day, all yeah. day, nonstop. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to have some pretty cool weather for the next several days. It's going to be hanging around the 60s and the 50s over the past several days. Um, We're not going to see a nice day for a while. So, uh, yeah, Same. man, um, yeah. I'm muddled up. And also, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not turning that heat on unless I absolutely have Oh, no, you're still holding out. Good for you, man. Yeah, now, you're lucky. I will say this, though. There were a couple of days last week when my wife was like, put the damn heat on. Please. Yep. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Fine. I'll put it on, but when she's not looking, I'll turn it off. You know what I mean? And see, and see if she notices. You're but, like me, man. But, um, yeah, listen, I will not. She asked me this morning, actually. She said, hey, do you want it's going to be cold this week? Do you want to kind of put the heat on? I said, um, I'm good let's with you. Let's see how it goes. I always yeah, give you, let's see how it goes. Yeah, let's see how yeah. it goes. She's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And I just hope she never brings it up again. I so. know. I know. <laughs> yep. But she will. Trust me. Anyway. Um, all right. So let's look at some games here. Now, you're going to say this game is is not a great game. It's not, but it's an important game for the Cowboys who had three losses, and they need to get it. Uh, they're playing the Giants. Let's face it. The Giants are an absolute disaster. Uh, Tommy DeVito starting, Matt Barkley backing him up, who they just signed on Tuesday, I think. Um, they've lost six of seven. They're two and seven on the season. The Cowboys beat them 40 to nothing in mm. North Jersey to start the season, uh, Dallas five and three coming off the you know heartbreaker there to the Eagles. Dallas is minus 17, man. That is a lot of points to give up in the NFL. Jeez, that's the, that's a college number. We, we spoke about that. Look, man, it really the is. reality is. Yeah. It's like a homecoming look, number, you know, that you get on home to come today. Yeah. Look, look, man, it's just one of those games where, you know, I don't know if, I, I don't know if Tommy the Shark is going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, win this game, uh, win this game in, in Jerry World. I mean, you know, it's like I told you, man, Tommy DeVito, he, sound, he sounds like a damn, um, he sounds like an enforcer, you know what I mean? In the uh, <laughs> he sounds like an enforcer in the Godfather movies. Hey, listen, call Tommy DeVito, call Tommy the Shark, you know? So, <laughs> so hopefully, somehow, some way, he can, he can help make this game competitive, man. Um, the Giants are just a mess. And, and this, yeah, I, I I hate laying that kind of point. I would still lay that kind. Of, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't touch this game. But if I was a better, I would I would on that game. I would lean towards the Cowboys. I'll this should be a this should really be a layup for the Cowboys. But yeah, you know we'll see what happens. All right, so that's one. The other one is the Commanders and the Seahawks. You're more interested that game in this. Is from, fascinating. I know it's a sneaky little game, right? It is. Um, Seattle's minus six and a half in this game, and it, you know. I think it's more important for the Eagles from a Seattle angle because Seattle's also five and three mm-hmm. than it is a Washington angle because Washington's four and five and they're in a little bit of trouble. But I would, I'll tell you, I would grab the six and a half here with Washington because I think it may be a little bit closer than people think uh, in this one. Yeah. Sam Howell is second in the league in passing yards. He's, he's getting, he's getting it up there. Now granted yep. his two biggest passing games did come against, uh, <laughs> did the come Eagles. against, 
the Philadelphia Eagles. He threw 397 in the first, in, in the last, in the most recent matchup, and then he threw 290 uh, uh, in, in the first matchup. Not- but yeah, yeah, we gave him his biggest his biggest pass in the game. His second biggest pass in the game came against the Chicago Bears, but we know what that is. And he threw, he threw 325 against the uh, against the, the uh, Patriots. So yeah, I mean Tommy DeVito. He's uh, I said Tommy DeVito. Look at me. Uh, Sid, you got, Sam, you, you're the biggest Tommy DeVito fan, I think. I like this you. guy. I like his name, man. I like this guy. I like this guy. Uh, Tommy DeVito. I'm rooting for you. Okay, kid. That's funny. But yeah, man, uh, Sam Howell, he, he, he's a he's an interesting watch, man. North Carolina, uh, yeah. fifth round pick. This this is going to be a really interesting game because I think I, I think Seattle can be had. I think they can be had. Well, and they're they're vulnerable. I mean, they right? I mean, they're coming off a very vulnerable game. They got what smoked by Baltimore. Now, here's the thing, though, that can either go one or two ways. Right. You can either that can make you double down and really over the and you can overcorrect. Yep. Or that can kind of send you down a spiral. We'll see, though. They're home. I think I think they're definitely looking to bounce back. Uh, so. I probably would take Seattle in the end, uh, but I think but I think the commanders can push them to the brink. Okay. Uh, yeah, and again, Washington loses that. They fall to four and six. They really, even a shot at a wild card is probably over, uh, you know, as far as that goes. But Seattle drops it, and they go five and four. Seattle could be in some trouble there, uh, wild mm-hmm. card-wise. So, that you know, the game for both teams for sure. Absolutely. This, is, this may be – I would say this game – I'm pretty excited about the Browns Ravens too, but I think this game might be my favorite game of the week. Tell 49ers and Jags. Um, mm. you, got, you got the Niners coming off of the bye. They have lost three straight. You have Jacksonville. Who's won five straight who really heated up after that slow start. Uh, Doug Pease crew. Uh, this game is in Jacksonville, but this tells you about the sense of urgency that, that Vegas thinks San Francisco is going to have San Fran's minus three against the team that has won five straight. That's home. That went to the playoffs last year in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, they're giving forty. They're giving the 49ers a lot of credit. Um, it also tells me they're not. They haven't. They're not really taking the Jacksonville Jaguars seriously yet. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not even giving them minus three at home. Mm-hmm. You know they're plus three. So, uh, I got the Jag. I, I like the Jags and I like the Jags in this game. I really okay. do. Um, I love. You think the they, win it, they win it outright. You think that they end the Niners their fourth straight? I, I do. Damn. I do. Um, I like I like the way they're I like the way the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is playing. They force they force a lot of turnovers. They get to the quarterback, and that's not a recipe for success when it comes to Brock Purdy and his style of football. So um I think that I think this defense is tailor-made to take advantage of a guy like Brock Purdy. Now it all depends. Will Trent Williams be healthy? How healthy is Christian McCaffrey? How healthy will Debo be? Right? Is he playing? So and the and but San Francisco coming off a of bye week. They had a chance to really go back to the drawing board and, and correct some things defensively and offensively. So um, it's going to it's going to be a hell of a game. But I got I I, I got Jacksonville. I got Jacksonville okay. winning that matchup. So I'll give you a couple injury updates. Um, Trent Williams is practicing uh, in okay. a in a limited capacity. Um, He's going to play then. Maybe I don't know. I, I I really I don't think they know yet. Debo, it looks good um, for him, and McCaffrey is is pretty healthy. So the. Okay. The only one who may be missing is Trent Williams right now. We don't know. It's uh, a big. It's a big deal. That's a very big deal. That's a that could, that's a swing kind of kind of player one way or the other for them. They they do not play well when he's out. I 
can tell you that much. Yeah, kind of uh, similar to the Lane Johnson effect, right? Very similar. Very similar. Uh, next up, Detroit and the Chargers. Detroit's coming off a bye. The last time they played, they lost in Baltimore. Did not play particularly well. Uh, the Chargers are coming off, an, uh, I would say, an unimpressive win uh, over the uh, over the Jets on yeah. Monday. Was that Monday? It was Monday. Uh, right. Detroit's minus three in L.A. Detroit six and two, L.A. four and four. You know, it, we're the same thing we say every week with with the Chargers. Eh. You know, they've been, eh, there's talent. They never live up to the talent, blah, blah, blah. Detroit, this is where we're going to find out a little bit about Detroit. So you're coming off a tough loss. Mm-hmm. You do have to go, you know, to the West Coast. Not always easy. And and let's see how real you are in this NFC playoff picture. Because right now, Tone, standings-wise, um, it's obviously it's the Eagles' number one with, with the 8-1 record. But beyond that, you know, Detroit's number two. So yeah. you you want to you want to have a shot at having people go to your place where you play much better, they, you know, in the dome, the indoor track, you know, you you want to keep winning here. What do exactly. you think of this? Um, yeah, the best the best situation for the Eagles is definitely if Detroit loses to create some more space and breathing yeah. room. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what you want. Um, Detroit's coming off a win against the Raiders at home, twenty six fourteen. Oh yeah, I said they were um, the I'm sorry, they beat Detroit. That's right. Right, right, right. They or, came uh, off the, 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 the Raiders. Sorry. Right, last right, time yeah. they played, yeah, they, they did lose to the Ravens though, big though. That it was, was the Ravens, it was the Raiders, then the bye. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a really interesting game. I think both teams have a lot to play for. Uh, the Chargers are trying to get back into the wild card hunt. As of right now, the Chargers, I believe, they're looking like they're the tenth seed right now, and they yeah, they're they're, they to- have they have life. I mean, they're not dead for sure. Yeah, not, there, there's there's dead. definitely life. Um, in my opinion, their only hope is if. Pittsburgh falls off, which is entirely likely because of the lack of offensive production. Yeah. I don't know how long I don't know how long that defense is going to carry them to the finish line. Uh Chargers do got to be mindful of the Texans, the Bills. Um, they 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 just lost to the Bengals, but the Bills are looking to bounce back. Yeah, they're jockeying um, with all the teams that are going to be wild cards, not the yeah. division winners. That's who they're jockeying with. Ex- exactly. Yeah, Real so, RMP is right. They get David Montgomery back through the lines. That's a big one, by the That's way. a big one. So yeah. Um, it's going to be really fascinating. Who's who's home in this game? That Detroit? game is at no, it's at LA. Oh, it's, in, it's in LA, yes. Hmm. I'm gonna say, I think, I think Detroit wins this game. I do too. I, I like think Detroit. Detroit wins this game, yeah. You know, I, I, I think they find a way to win. Um, I think they, I think they beat them by. Six points. I think they're the better team. I think they're better coached. I'll take mm-hmm. Dan Campbell over Brandon Staley any day. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think if Detroit has to, they with getting Montgomery back and having Jameer Gibbs, they could lean on the running game mm-hmm. uh, if they need to, you know, late in the game if they want to milk some clock or whatever. Um, but, no, I, I look, I like Detroit a lot. I know there are some people that wonder if they can play on the road and cold weather and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, you're not dealing yeah, with that. Because they, they're a dome team. Right. Yeah, and I know they're not dealing with that in, in Los Angeles. I get it. But I'm just saying, you know, we're going to – this is a test kind of game. I don't know that it's equal footing kind of game, but it's a test, you know, nonetheless uh, for them going out there. Because L.A. It has talent and can present some problems. Um, so, that's yeah. The anno- I, that's the annoying thing about the Chargers. They're talented. They're they're the epitome of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, mm-hmm. they are a tale of two teams. You have no idea what you're going to get on a week-to-week basis. Same thing with the quarterback, man. Yep. I think Justin Herbert is so overrated. Yeah. So overrated. He like, yeah, he gets the stats. Yeah, he 
He throws the ball well. No one's questioning his talent, but he's over. Matter of fact, let me not say overrated. He's overpraised. He's overpraised. Yeah, I get you know, because because his talent is there. That's not a question. So yeah. his talent isn't overrated, but he's overpraised. He doesn't win. I agree. He doesn't win. He's I going agree. through. This would be his third offensive. This would be his third offensive coordinator. Last year he had what Joe Lombardi. Right. Um, this now year it's had, Kellen Moore. That has Moore Kellen Moore. Prior, I, I, I think prior to Joe Lombardi he had somebody else because um, Brandon State. Like it's just it, I can't. I, I think can't. it was a, was it O'Connell who who took the Vikings job. I'm trying to remember. Or was he with the Rams? I, I, anyway, I, I get your point. I the the you. point is the point is like you've gone through, I believe, two different head coaches, three different coordinators. At some point, he has to look in the mirror. And why aren't why isn't your team winning? Why yeah. are and there's been several games this season where he's had the ball in his hands to win the game, and he either he either was a four and out or three and out, or he took a sack, or he he, t- he turned it over, or right. whatever it is. Yeah. There have been many times this season where hey, here's the drive, balls in your hand, win the game. Yeah, couldn't do it. Nice. So yeah, he has the talent, but from a winning perspective. How can I respect someone who can't even win games? Well, let me give you let me give you another game that's interesting. I don't think either team's great, but it's interesting. Saints are five and four. Vikings all of a sudden are five and four. Um, I I give speaking of Kevin O'Connell, I give this guy a lot of credit. He's done a really good job with Minnesota this year. They started off really bad, really bad. And on top of it, they lose Cousins. They've lost Justin Jefferson. I think he's been out for at least four games, and it's he's not going to play this week either. Yet, Tone, they've strung together four straight wins. They've done a really good job there, mm-hmm. just keeping hope alive, if you will. Okay, They play a, a, a Saints team that, yes, is five and four, but they're also a Saints team that I feel like is, is an, an underachieving team also. Um, but nonetheless, you know, the Saints right now are atop their division. It's a bad division. So Saints are five and four. Vikings are five and four. Vikings have won four straight. Saints have won two straight. This game uh, is in Minnesota, but mm. the Saints are three point favorites. Now, Josh Dobbs has a week plus now under his belt at the quarterback spot with the Vikings. True. I kind of like the Vikings here, man. I got to tell you, get the points at home. I kind of like the Vikings. Mm. Yeah, like the Vikings are the Vikings. The Vikings have become an interesting watch because of the Joshua Dobbs effect. Um, Jordan Addison is uh, Jordan Addison has been turning up for the Vikings, you know, while uh, Justin Jefferson hasn't been there. Um, their defense has been doing a little bit of a better job, you know, giving them a fighting chance on offense. New Orleans, I don't trust them. I don't trust. I don't trust New Orleans. Like they they are kind of like the Chargers to me. Um, they're talented on both sides of the ball. But the quarterback can't find a way, can't find a way to string, you know, string together any you know, wins, and they can't win consistently. Um, they lo- uh, they won their first two, then they lost their, then they lost their next two, then they won one, then they lost the next two, then they won their last two. It's like they're very, they're a very inconsistent team. Yep. And whenever they've gone up a team, going up against a team that has any kind of, you know, defensive talent, like the Buccaneers, like the Packers, uh, like the Jaguars, they they they've, they've lost those games. So. Uh, if the Vikings can find a way to get some key stops on defense, I think the Vikings can win that game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. I, and that's a game, again, if you're looking at, at, at it, you know, standings-wise. Okay, so the Saints are 
I think the Saints are going to win that division by by default uh, more than anything else. Certainly, uh, Atlanta's been – uh, Tampa's kind of fallen off. We know Carolina stinks. Uh, but as far as uh, Minnesota goes, they definitely have a shot at the wild card right now. I mean, with those yeah. – getting themselves to five wins all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, listen, I wouldn't count out – I wouldn't count out Tampa Bay, man. I know they're three and five, man. The Saints are five and four, but it's only about a game and a half difference. Um, the Buccaneers, I think they've had their bye already, or they're either on it or something like that. Um, I don't think New Orleans has had their bye yet, so they have um, they, they they have a chance to catch them if they can string together some wins, and maybe the Saints drop one, which we expect them to do against the uh, the Vikings. So um, if the if the Saints lose, that puts them at five and five. If Tampa Bay can find a way to get a win somewhere, that's four and five, and they're right on their tails, man. Um, I don't trust the Falcons at all. Um, I think this division is going to be decided between the Saints and the Buccaneers. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, so the way everything shakes out, Eagles one seed, eight and one. Detroit two seed at six and two. Niners three seed at five and three. Saints four seed at five and four. Keep in mind, the seedings go by who's leading their division, right? Mm-hmm. Five seed is Seahawks. At five and three, Cowboys also at five and three. They're the sixth seed uh, because the Seattle wins the tiebreaker over Dallas based on best win percentage in conference right now. Uh, Seven seed is the Vikings at five and four. Now we start to drop off. Washington eight seed four and five. Atlanta nine seed four and five. Tampa ten seed at three and five. And you know you, you get the rest. So that yeah. that's it's what it is right now. Let me ask you this, right? I know we think I know we had the Lions beating the Chargers. I know we had that you and I. Yep. But if the Lions drop that game, they fall a six and three, and the Vikings find a way to beat the Saints, Ooh. and that puts them at six and four. Yeah. What are we talking about now? I think you're. I think if you're Detroit, you start sweating and you start having images of every year, not doing it, not getting the job done, and and the Vikings are looking at it like, man, everybody counted us out. You know, we, we pulled this guy. We traded for this guy a second ago, and all of a sudden we've won two straight with him. And, and look at everything else that's happening. And we're doing this without Justin Jefferson, who we will be getting back soon. So I think you have Minnesota feeling really good about themselves, and Detroit all of a sudden starting to question everything at that point. So it's a yeah. big psychological swing week, uh, certainly for both. Lions need to take care of business against the Chargers. And like we talked about with the Saints and the uh, and the Vikings, that's a biggie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Tone. I think that's uh, – it's an interesting way to look at it for sure. I think, look, Dallas will cruise against the Giants, but Dallas has got to be really tight the rest of the way here. Now, here's yeah. about, they can't they can't afford to slip. They can't afford no. to just give anything away. You know what I mean? No. no, here's so here's what they have after this week. Giants is that game's a joke. But they're at Carolina, <laughs> that's a joke. And then they have Washington at home, it's a joke. But here's where it starts to get real. I don't know. Washington is a joke, man. Okay, you're right. That's fair. That's I, I, fair. I, I just it's, it's like, I, look, they, they played us tough, and and they they're capable of putting up points. If I shouldn't know, if, say that, so they shouldn't be in the same category as as the Giants. Yeah, Giants, Panthers, definitely jokes. Okay, definitely jokes. But Commanders, they're going to push them, and the well, Commanders are the Commanders are at home. They're going to so push that, them. And that Washington game is is Thanksgiving. Weird stuff yeah. happens. Yep. And yeah. the last time Sam Howell played the, played the Cowboys, he's already proven he can beat them. Yeah. And remember, the Cowboys played all their starters. They were yeah. trying. The, the Cowboys were, you know, guns. They were still trying to get that number one seed. Still, that's true. Um, I, th- I think it was the final game of the year, um, and they played all their guys. And the Commanders came out and won that game. So, look, I don't think 
when it comes to the, the the Commanders are one of those teams in the NFL that, like you say to yourself, they can beat they can beat anybody, but they can lose to lose anybody. to anybody. Yeah, I think that's fair. But li- listen to this stretch here for Dallas. They play home against Seattle, home against the Eagles, at Buffalo, at Miami, home against Detroit. That's it. That's not. Yeah, it's not quite what the Eagles have here, but it's not real far from it either. Mm. So mm-hmm. now you know. let me ask you this, right? So one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's 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 even include the final commanders game, right? right. Let's even include because again, because yeah, that's at Washington first. too. It's at yep. Washington. So that lead so outside of the Giants and Panthers game, that lead that that's seven matchups, right? Yes. Because we guarantee those wins. So what are they? They're five and three now. Yes. They're going, they're going to beat the Giants. They're going to beat the Panthers. So that, that, would, that would put yeah. them at seven and three, right? So at right. seven and three, they got to play the Commanders, play the Seahawks, play the Eagles, play the Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders, right? That leaves them with seven games on the docket. What's their record over that seven game stretch? I'm going to say five and two, which then they're at five losses. You know, then they're at five losses. They're 12 and five. So and the Eagles, are, the Eagles and- are in good shape. Yeah, 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 and 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 that's and the Eagles aren't losing five games this year. They're just yes. not. Yeah. So even if they even even if the Commanders, I'm sorry, even if the Cowboys play their absolute hearts out, it's no way they're going to be able to go undefeated on this stretch. It's no way. So agreed. yeah, agreed. So so the way I see it, like you said, I, I'm with you on that. If I if I look if I look at that seven game stretch, and we expect them to be seven and three at that point. I'm looking at it as if they I think listen man they can go 4 and 3 yeah they Not can lose they, they can they can lose to the Eagles they can lose to the Dolphins they can lose to the Lions you know what I mean yeah like the Seahawks I'm 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 I you know you know what's so sad I, at this point in the season I feel more comfortable betting on a, like I I feel more comfortable saying the Commanders could beat the Cowboys than the Seahawks right now yeah. And I don't know I, if that's crazy. You tell me. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's crazy either. Um, all right. Good good, uh, good stuff there. All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling with the NFL talk. Uh, when we come back, we'll kind of run uh, around the league, but we'll also hit some of the other big games also, including the Browns-Ravens. Uh, we'll do the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, Jets-Raiders and Broncos-Bills, but a bunch of other things, including top five QB power rankings. When we come mm. back, don't go anywhere. Tone to Shields in for Gunner. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They're experts trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Keep in mind, uh, we you know we get the little bit of the calm before the storm here uh, this time of year. You get a good time to get your trees evaluated before the winter weather really, really hits. Um, they specialize, by the way, in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes 
and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We are back, you guys. Let's do it. I think Rob doesn't have his headphones on. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see oh, where we are geez. here. <laughs> looking, looking real comfortable right there. I'm I trying to look something up real quick for us. Oh, no, we Sorry. caught you. We, we caught you with your pants down, sir. My apologies. Good thing I wasn't really doing anything. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back. It's first day, you guys. Woo! Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's behind the scenes. Uh, all right. So, uh, Tone, we talked about it yesterday. And this game absolutely lived up to everything we thought it was going to live up to. Boring, brutal, terrible, awful football. Yes, 16-13. <laughs> Panthers beat the uh, – or lost to the Bears. Chicago won it. Uh, the Panthers had a shot at the end to tie it with a field goal, but uh, naturally came up short fitting to this game. But um, it was bad, man. It, I, I watched – so I was flipping around between that what else was I watching? I was watching a little. The college football game wasn't bad. It was Virginia and Louisville was okay. Um, a little bit of NBA action, and, and, and I kept going back to it. What I, here's what I don't like: 
here's what annoys me about Prime and and, and when you're streaming, when you're when you're stream, trying to watch games on on those kind of services, it's just hard because you got to get like all the way out of it, exit out. At least I do on my setup, and mm-hmm. then it takes a while to get back into it if I want to watch something else. You know, that's why you got to do the laptop thing or the double TV thing and all that um, to watch. But nonetheless, it wasn't a good game. In fact, Adam Thielen after the game said the offensive effort was embarrassing. Uh, I'm I'm here's the thing, Tony. I'm surprised it's looked this bad. Like, I didn't think Carolina was going to be good, but I didn't think it would look like this. And it's Frank yeah. Reich, and it's a lot of smart offensive minds, but, man, it's been horrible there. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily expect it to look this bad either. Um, I mean, look, they're, they're very mediocre on the offensive line, and when you're that bad, it's so hard to be productive on offense, no matter who you have. Um, as well, but also, oh, I didn't even know this. Wow, he's missed LaVisca Chanel and DJ Chark were like out, like they, they're they not even yeah. healthy. Yeah, wow. So, all he really has is Chuba Hubbard, Adam Thielen, and I can't even I can't even say Miles Sanders because Chuba Hubbard has jumped him on the depth chart. So, I'm you're right, they they I look at I, I, I look at them as a team who has talent on the defensive side, right? Brian Burns. Um, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, you know what I mean? They, yeah, like yeah. they, they, they have, they have some, they have some talent on the defensive side. Like they, they can, the defense can, their, their defense can keep them in some games, right? They, they have no offensive production consistently. And I'm, I'm looking at Bryce Young, like, like I know, I know the offensive line isn't playing their best, but you can't do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Frank Reich, like what, you know, what, what do they have this? Like, are they really taking advantage of this guy's like skill set? Are, are they doing everything they can to, to, to get him easy throws? I'll tell you, you know, what's wor- here's what's worrisome. I've seen this from a couple of guys who are like film junkie, you know, NFL pundit types watching him. They're saying that he's falling now into habits that he didn't have at Alabama because he's starting to get happy feet, bad habits. I mean, he's getting happy feet because he's getting so, you know, beat up and has so little time there that bad habits are starting to form. That's always the concern with a young guy is that he starts to get into some bad habits and he can't get out of it. Uh, yeah. You can, yeah, you, you can literally ruin a quarterback. And we yeah. saw how, we saw how that looked when uh, what's, what's the guy that was coaching um, Ur- urban Meyer, right. You know, when he was coaching Trevor Lawrence, we saw how bad Trevor Lawrence looked, right. And I personally still believe Trevor Lawrence is still exercising some of those demons that Urban La- Urban Meyer, excuse me, Urban Meyer, Urban, Ma- <laughs> Urban Meyer left behind, right? You know, yes. I think he's still shaking off the dust of that relationship. I mean, Doug Peterson has done an amazing job, bring, you know, bring him back from the dead. Yeah, because Trevor Lawrence, when he came in, he was supposed to be like the second coming. You know what I mean? Yes. They talked yeah. about him like he was about to be football Jesus. So yeah. you know what I mean? It was just for for Doug Peterson to be able to find a way to revamp that guy, and you know, is tremendous. It's kind of disappointing to see, well, you know, where Frank Reich's career has kind of gone. You know, yeah, right? I you agree. Know, he, was, he was in Philly, obviously as the OC, won the Super Bowl. Then he goes to Indy, and things kind of look solid there. Yep. But then the Carson Wentz season was a blemish, and then they end up firing him. And then he gets the Carolina job, which I thought was a pretty good situation for him because he played there, and you know, got a new quarterback. But man, I. Just, yeah, it hasn't been good. It, it is just, not. It has it, not been good. 
for him to be as good of a coach as he's supposed to be or as we think he is. It should look better than this. One and eight. Let's look at their schedule really quickly, right? I'm glad we're here. Let's look at their schedule because it's not like they had to go up against world. Yeah, it's not like they had to go up against world beaters like Atlanta, a winnable game. Orleans, a winnable game. Seattle, okay, they're out to league. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota's better than them. They're more talented than them. Detroit, obviously. Miami, obviously. Like they, they, they have no business being in those games. They beat Houston barely. Um, Indianapolis, more more talented defense. I don't know, man. I just I feel like I feel like they should at least be. I agree. Three and five or something. Here's the other tone. Here's the other problem. three and five at least. Or the fact or, that, that that CJ Stroud is tearing six, it up. Excuse me. Yeah, is, is tearing it up the way that he is. It's a bad look for for Bryce Young. It's a bad look for Reich. It's a bad look for everybody. Yeah, you passed uh, on him. You passed yeah. him, CJ Stroud. You, well, you traded up. You, you traded, traded up to take where were Bryce. where were they before? They moved up a pretty. Was it? Were they they were ninth, right? They were nine. Yeah, they moved up. They traded two firsts for to get up there, which, which by the way, in a weird, in a very weird way, Chicago beating Carolina helps Chicago get a better pick Yo, because Chicago that's hilarious owns, owns that Carolina pick. You know what I mean? Normally, if you're a bad team like that, you're like lose, 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 get a better pick. Not in this case. You want to beat Carolina if that's the case. That's strange. What a weird. That was such a. How often is the? How often do those situations happen? Very rarely. Very rare. Anyway, let, I, let's let's keep it moving. That was just garbage. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was just poor. I I, I tried to I tried to watch a little bit of it, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. My only <laughs> the only thing, and I mentioned this to you earlier. Like Jason Kelsey was excellent in the booth with them, uh, with Michaels and and Herb Street, and the second he retires, he will be offered a. Big time. King's ransom. Deal. King's yeah. ransom. As yeah. soon as he was, the moment he punches, the moment he signs that dotted line. Yeah. Ring, yeah. ring, 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 ring. Hey, Mr. Yeah. Kelsey. Hey. Exactly. Like, and exactly. don't be surprised if these networks try to get a, you know, try to get a piece of that podcast right now. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be yep. he him and Travis Kelsey when they retire. I agree. Right. With you. Yep. you know, they're going, they're going to be the hottest names on the market, right? I will, people are going to throw so many different, you know, show concepts at them. You know, yeah. uh, the brothers Kelsey, you know, you know, the Kelsey cast. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what, God, yes. Which, yes. in my opinion, I think that would overshadow the man cast. I would rather Easily. watch that. I'd rather I would watch much that. rather watch the Kelsey cast. They, they should pay me. I'm already coming yep. up with the ideas, man. Pay me. Yep. yep. Listen, man. Uh, all right. So uh, that was that was the only entertaining part of that game. So Jamar Chase is limited, but he's preparing to play. That's good news for the Bengals. We talked about, uh, you know, how, how critical it is to get him back or have him playing. He hasn't gone away, but to have him playing. Uh, for a team that's absolutely scorching right now uh, are the Bengals. But uh, you're going to have him playing, it looks like, against the Texans, who you, you don't overlook the Texans, I'm telling you right now. So uh, having him there would be will be good for them. Uh, the, this one was also interesting. So Wink Martindale has always had a reputation as being a player's coach, uh, very open, very honest dialogue off the store. In fact, on Friday's tone at eight 15, I think they practice at nine on something like that. Nine or 10 o'clock on Friday mornings. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He has an eight 15 meeting with all of his players where they go over some stuff. And then at the end, he leaves a lot of time for them to speak up if there's anything going on. So uh, Xavier McKinney 
after that, after the latest Giants, you know, beatdown, said that he was disappointed and felt like his voice wasn't being heard. So when you hear that, and, and Wink Martindale was very honest when he when he was asked by the media about that, and he said, "I'm surprised. I'm hurt. Uh, I don't feel like that's the case. You, you know, I, I, I in fact I've always made time for for my players to to speak up and and talk to me and blah blah blah." Right. What is interesting to me, and you could easily say, and he, but he also said, hey, we talked and it's squashed and, and we're moving on. You know, it, it, stuff happens. But I thought it was interesting. Not, not one of his teammates, not one of McKinney's teammates backed him on that and said, I feel the same way. Not one. Now, nobody Whoa. put McKinney under the bus, but not one of them said, I feel the same way about communication here. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I think this is also what happens when your team stinks. Like this yeah, kind of yeah, that part, and also it, it it also could uh, you know, Xavier McKinney, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's in a contract year right now, and you know this could be uh, this could be a precursor for him trying to get his way out of there. Um, I, let me just let me double check something on his contract because you know the money always matters. So he's in a contract year. Uh, he'll be an unrestricted free agent by the end of the season. Um. There, there, there are just some guys who just become disgruntled, and sometimes it's not. Like, sometimes it's not even, you know, the person they're talking about. Sometimes it's deeper than that, right? You know, uh, I doubt Wink Martindale is his problem. I doubt that. Mm-hmm. I think he's a frustrated athlete in a frustrating situation, and he just feels like they should be better. Um, maybe he feel like maybe he feels like he's not playing up to his standard. Um, and some and sometimes guys tend to just blame everyone else around them. So again, they say they squashed it. So I'm gonna trust that. You know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. no harm, no no real harm, no real foul. You know, they're, they're they're all in a turbulent situation, and it's you know at some point something's going to leak out. You know, you know when you know when. So at some point, a car's gonna leak oil. You know, if you've been driving 10,000 miles and you know what I mean? Thank things ain't really and, going. And it, hasn't been, it hasn't been highway miles either. It's been a lot right. of stop and start. Uh, kind uh, of uh, miles. A, a lot of stop signs. Yes, yes. A lot of stop signs, a lot of broken street lights. A lot of potholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, another frustrated player, is Shaq Leonard, Shaq Leonard had an unbelievable start to his career in Indianapolis, but yeah. he went through uh, two back surgeries, repairing nerve damage, which I don't care mm. what position you play or what sport. If, if you're back, if you go through two back surgeries, you're yeah. da- and you're a football player. That ain't good. That ain't good. Um, so they, his snaps have been decreasing. He basically turned into like a, a first and second down guy. Now they're even limiting the first and second down and he, he's not happy. Uh, he's not happy with the Colts. He's not happy with his usage. Uh, and he's he's making it known uh, that he's very disappointed in the way it's gone. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I haven't studied him enough to know if it, if he's being wronged here or he's just a guy who's who hasn't recovered from very serious back surgery. That's the, the big question for me. I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, I haven't really been following him too closely either. Um, but uh, according to PFF, his overall – uh, linebacker grade is sixty six point four, so I'm I'm pretty sure that's below obviously where he, he what he's used to playing at the level he's used to playing at former right. second former second round pick drafted in twenty eighteen uh, out of South Carolina, um still a relatively young dude man um it's unfortunate as of right now I'm looking at his contract situation um he signed a five year ninety eight point five million dollar deal with the Colts Oof. um. With uh, fifty-two point five million in total guarantees, um, 
he's in, I want to say, the second year of that deal. He's currently in the second year of that deal with a $15.7 million base salary, um, a 19.79 million uh, cap hit with a 27.7 million dead cap hit. So cutting him this year is out of the question. Yeah, that ain't happening. Um, they better hope he heals up. Yeah. Um, now, next season, they have a major out. They can get out of their contract easily oh, they um, uh, next season. So next year, uh, if they decide to cut him at any point, um, there's only a $8 million dead cap hit. If I'm being, if if, if we're yeah, he's really there being, next year, yeah, he's if, there we're, next if, if we're being objective, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him actually next year. Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't right. be surprised. Uh, eight million, eight million dollar dead cap. Yeah, you can a eat team, that. A team eats that every. That's on, nothing. You know, for lunch, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a snack for Howie. Yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson won't return unless he's 100 percent smart. You got a hamstring. You're dealing with that. Don't don't rush it. And yeah, we, we've talked about this a lot. He's on the cusp of being the highest paid receiver that's ever played the game. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's where he's at. He will get the most money that a receiver's ever. He'll, he'll get it. Yes, he will get it. He'll hundred percent get it. Now uh, let me ask you this real quick about Justin Jefferson. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Cause you know, in the NFL, it's not like the NBA where you get more money. If you stay with the team that drafted you, it's not how that works in the NFL. Yeah. The, the NBA has got oh. the bird rule, which means you right. can pay your guy more with a cap. That's not that way in the NFL. Now where's Justin Jefferson right now in his contract? Because, I'm curious to know something. I understand. The same he was, year, he was the same year as Rager. So he's in his fourth. It should be his fourth year. My yeah. Uh, okay. So year. he's okay. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So he's in uh the fourth year of his rookie contract. They picked up his fifth year option, obviously. Right. So um he's gonna he's, he's he's supposed to be there in 2024. After after this season, though. They're definitely going to have to negotiate with him for a contract. That's he's where not, I think it gets done. It gets done or it doesn't get done. Like he's either they're either going to get it done or he won't be a Viking at, 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 in this offseason. Now here's the question though: Do you take the money from them? Because I think for I, I think with they, they first of all he had, they have no idea where their quarterback situation is going from here. They don't. And, yeah, because Cousins is probably gone no matter what. Even with right. Yep. And as a wide receiver, you want to know who's throwing you that ball before you sign the dotted line. You want to yep. know. And with them not necessarily being sure where their quarterback situation is going to go, is there a chance that he maybe says, look, I have no idea. Like, let me, what's the vision? What's the plan? Because if, because, because if you guys don't have a clear cut plan or vision at that for that position, I'm not going to sit here and waste my career. Just making all, I mean, Making all that money is going to be great. No, you think, going, I think what you bring up is fair. Like he's going to get the money from anywhere. Like I don't, I don't think money is the conversation. He's going to get the money no matter who decides to trade for him. Anybody yeah. would trade a king's ransom to get him, right? They're, and but also here's the thing. Let's this is see. This is getting fascinating now. The more I think about it, and the more I talk about it, because Justin Jefferson definitely going to get paid this offseason. What if the Vikings say, listen? We can probably retool this roster faster if we trade him. We could probably get a lot for him. Yeah, and, I, uh, and, and they can get out of the, and they can get out having to pay him. It, right. It'll provide them more flexibility on offense, rebuild that offensive line. And again, I'm not saying Justin Jefferson is a, is a player that you trade, but I'm thinking about the business now. I'm thinking about the Vikings in the long term. Yeah. So who I think, are they just yeah. by paying a big time wide receiver and not having a quarterback? Who are they really? Fair point. I, I think they will resign him, but you make a good one. Uh, make a point there. You could load up. You get a lot of draft picks. You could maybe get your quarterback 
if you move him. Now, risk for him is not signing it in the offseason is you get hurt. That's it. I mean, it's as simple but, as that. You you get a, you get a career season ending injury and you and you and you change life changing. Like to that's me, true. if you're happy living in the air, like there's a lot of things that obviously hum, hum, like a human end of it that go into it. Of course, uh, of he, course. he loves living there. He likes the culture, the city. What I don't know. And, and, and that city loves him. And, and he loves. And, and, yeah. And, and also the team, they generate a lot of money based off his presence. Correct. Correct. So uniform, uh, jerseys, the whole night. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So. You know, there's there's so many different angles. There's so many different angles you can really approach it from in terms no, of okay, what are the Vikings thinking, right? Are they are they just focused on their bottom line? If so, they'll pay them, and you know, keep people in the seats while they figure it out. Yep. Are yep. they fo- are, are they focused on the long term? And they say, look, we don't know what our quarterback situation is. We got to get better on the offensive line. We need more talent on defense. You know, are we going to cut our nose, spite our face here, just to sign a guy that's going to keep people in the seats, but we still don't know what our vision is long term? Yeah. You know, it's any either way, Jefferson is going to get his money. But I think the Vikings, I I, I, I don't think it's a clear cut decision the Vikings have to make. I don't think oh, it's as simple. I don't think it's as simple as, oh, just pay him. I don't think no. it's that simple. I don't because know. also they have Jordan Addison. Uh, yes, who's a stud. So yep. maybe they say, hey, he's shown us what he can do. I don't know. Maybe like this. This this it's going to be fun to watch the Vikings this offseason. It's going to be yeah, fun. It is. Sure is. Uh, how about the Browns and the Ravens? And uh, let's get to some of the other games that we haven't gotten to that are good matchups here. This game's yeah. in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, physical game. Five and three Browns. Deshaun Watson. You know he's back. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven and two Ravens. Uh, this game. Ravens are six and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, game. Mm, in that's Baltimore. too much. That's too much. I would grab the six. I would grab the six and a half. I would. Yeah, I would. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Ravens ultimately win, but uh, I think this is a a, a, a beat-down, fun – that's the kind of game, Tone, that you, you talked about earlier where you don't have to worry about the Eagles. Let me just sit back and watch these two just, just beat the snot out of each other, man. <laughs> Honestly, like that would be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the Browns, man. See, I was – the Browns' defenses – so the, these are going to be like the, the two best defenses in, in the NFL duking it out. Um and I think this game is going to this game is going to be low scoring, and I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last. And who did you say you had winning this game? Uh, I, I think the Ravens win, but I would take the points with Cleveland. I think it's a field goal kind of game. Right, right. Deshaun Watson's back. You know what? I'm going to you know I'm 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 going to be contrarian, and I'll take I'll take the Browns. Okay. Oh, I'll, take, take the Browns. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Browns in that game. I'll be the contrarian, and, and you know we'll take the Browns. I'll take okay. the Browns. All right, I like we'll that talk, one. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, well let, let's let's hop around a little bit. Um, now I'm, I'm going to give you these two because I think there's some interest, but it's also the uh, the Sunday night and the Monday night game. All right. So let let's go to the Sunday night game first. Uh, okay. The Jets and the Raiders. Jets, you know, are coming off that loss on Monday night, four and four. Uh, still have the outside shot. Raiders, are, I think, are just interesting now with Antonio Pierce. Um, he's lightened the mood a little bit in there. It, it has sort of a Sixers feel to it. Uh, he, he put Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, is the starter. They moved on from Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Vegas is a one-point favorite in this game. I like the Raiders here. I think the yeah. Raiders ride that momentum, you know, that wave that they picked up last week after making that move. Agreed. You know, it's no debate for me. I'm taking the Raiders in this game as well. Um, they have new life. Uh, also, if you, also if you think about the standings right now, 
I understand the Raiders are four and five, but in terms of in terms of that final wild card spot, the Bengals are five and three. I mean, I don't see the Bengals really dropping too far, but at four and five, at this point in the season, you still kind of have some life. Can you mm-hmm. find a way to sneak in at the back end? Um, who knows? Um, I don't think they will, but I think they're going to be a team that continues to fight through everything because um, they're still not out of it, man. There are so many teams who are four and four and four and five. Um, look, the Bills are five and four. Like let's 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 call it what it is. So uh, the Raiders, even though I don't think they're I don't think they're going to make the playoffs in the end. They're going to play tough. They're going to play hard. They got new life with Antonio Pierce, Devontae Adams. Those guys are playing more free. You got the young guy that they're trying to um, build up and find out what he has. Um, th- that defense is playing faster. I think I-, I think the Raiders win that game as well. The Jets just don't. The Jets can't generate enough offense. They just can't. No. You know, they they, no. they, can, they they can't generate any so, real. Until Zach offense. Wilson shows me, I'm not buying into it. Uh, un- until he shows you, prove <laughs> me wrong. It, yeah. If uh, all right, Broncos Bills. Broncos have shown a pulse now. Uh, in fact, they beat the last time they played before they had the bye week. They beat the mm-hmm. Chiefs. They're looking better under Sean Payton. Russell Wilson quietly having a pretty good year, even though nobody's yeah. really talking about it. Yeah, he, he's steady this year. He's not. Yeah, he's not blowing you out. He's not blowing you out the water stat wise, like just in bunches. But he's just been a steady flow. Yeah. of production. Now the Bills are five and four. The Bills uh, haven't won consecutive games since October third. Since uh, consecutive uh, October third, weeks three and four. Yes. Uh, so it's been a long time. This game's in Buffalo. Buffalo's a seven point favorite in this one. Do you think this is uh, a coming out party for the Bills? Do they look like themselves again, or would you lean towards a closer game in this one? I'm 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 not. I'm not. I'm not trusting that that spread at all. Um, I think the Broncos. I understand the Bills are at home. I get that. I understand Josh Allen is is the is that bull. They got Stephon Diggs, right? But the Broncos, like you said, they've they've kind of stabilized some things. They're on a two game winning streak. They're you know they're playing confident right now. Um, they were on a bye um, this past week. Uh, they beat the Chiefs the week before, so they're pretty confident right now. I'm taking the Broncos in this game. I, I, I it's, it's something. It's something. It's something mm-hmm. with the Bills. It's something with the Bills. I just don't like. They got a lot of injuries on the defense side of the ball. I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust the Bills right now. I, I like the Broncos in this game. I think the Broncos can edge them out. Okay, interesting. Uh, I like the Bills to win. Uh, I'm not really trusting the Bills in a blowout though. This might be. I'm. I'm liking a lot of underdogs here in terms of if you're looking at it from the gambling perspective. I, I probably mm. would grab the Broncos and the points with the Bills winning the game. So that's that's where I fall on that one because Bills can't go to five and five. Their season's probably over if that's the case. So I, I'll take Buffalo at home in that one. Yeah. They are four and one at home. Um, yeah. All right, let's look at our power rankings here, Tone, for the QBs. It's always fun to revisit these. You know, a couple weeks later, it's always good to do them about every three, four weeks. You know, somewhere Definitely. in that neighborhood. Um, because let's face it, things change. And I, and I always look at it. I don't know about you. My formula is always a little, it's a little bit of everything. There's a, there's a lot of ingredients that, that go into the, uh, you know, the stew that I'm making here. Mm-hmm. So it's, how are you playing this year? For sure. How do I maybe project you to play a little bit as we go forward? And, and some of it is based off of your, your track record, uh, like a Mahomes, for example, but all right, you you uh you want to jump in first? Give go go five to one. Work your way up. Five, five to one. Five okay. to one. Yep. So, like you, I try to factor everything in. I try to factor in wins. I try to factor. I try to factor in uh, strength of opponent. I try to factor in 
Um, obviously, their own personal stats and all that kind of stuff, turnovers. But I try to factor all those things in. Um, so my number five quarterback. Uh, this may be hot takey. This may be. Um, this may be been. This may be prisoner of the moment. But I like see CJ Stroud at five. Uh, CJ Stroud is my number five quarterback in the power rings right now. When I'm looking at what CJ Stroud is doing right now, I mean, how can, you know, like let's be honest, how can you really deny? Uh, the amount of production this rookie, this rookie, and I'm, that's that's I think that's another thing too. He's a rookie doing what he's doing tell on, on, on the season. You could throw the R word out the window, man, with the way yeah. he's playing. That's okay. true. The way he's playing. Listen, on the season, um, he's completing 62 percent of his passes, a little a little below league average. He's going to get that up though as he as he progresses. He's a young guy, so yeah. But um, over twenty two hundred passing yards, averaging over eight yards in attempt, fourteen passing touchdowns, only one interception, um, one hundred and two point nine. Uh, passer rating. Um, I re- I really like CJ Stroud. I love I love the way he plays. I love his poise in the pocket. Um, I love I love how he's elevating guys like Nico Collins, uh, Tank Dell. Um, there's another guy on that roster that that, that they're that's playing really well with with them. Um, another wide receiver. Uh, also I like Robert Dalton Woods Schultz. There, I think. Yeah. I love what D'Amico Ryan's is doing with this kid. Um, I'm just a I'm just a real big CJ Stroud fan. I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, the C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence matchups over the next 10 years, um, two times a season. That's, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Um, I was torn between Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud, but C.J. Stroud is just killing him from a personal stat perspective. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence has a better record. Um, but I think I'm just enamored with C.J. Stroud right now. So I'm going to take him at five. Um, Joe Burrow is at, is at four for me. Now, Joe Burrow, he did have a slow start to the season. You know, we're not going to pretend that that didn't happen. But – Right now on the season, he's completing almost 67% of his passes, um, just over uh, just over 1,800 passing yards, which is a little low for him at this point in the season. Uh, but but 12 touchdowns, uh, only four interceptions, um, a 90.6 pass rating. Um, they're on a four-game winning streak right now. Um, they beat in Buffalo. They beat in San Fran. They beat in Seattle. And they beat the Cardinals. Obviously, the Cardinals isn't, isn't the impressive win, but to beat uh, Seattle and then San Fran on the road, and you know, and, you know, at Candlestick and the UB Buffalo. Oh yeah, um, th- those are, those are some pretty good wins, and um, he's carrying that team. They have no running game, so um, I really like what I'm saying from Joe Burrow. Uh, the redemption tour is definitely back, and, oh, and, and and they're five and three. I like what I'm saying from Joe Burrow. I like him at four in my in my top five quarterback power rankings through nine weeks. Yep. Uh, at number three, at number three, this may be this may be hot takey, but at number three, I'm putting Patrick Mahomes there. I like Patrick Mahomes at three, for, you know, for this reason. Um, I understand. Um, I understand he is who he is. You know, he's 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 the baby goat. No one is no one is indicting his entire career. Um, but but he is he's but, the but baby he, goat. But you know, he's uh you know he he's ranked he's ranked third in the league in passing yards, which I like right now. He's still managing. He's still finding uh, finding a way um, to put yards on the board, even though he doesn't really have any weapons at the wide receiver position. Yep. Um, he's 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 completing sixty eight percent of his passes, just over twenty four hundred passing yards, seventeen passing touchdowns. Um. Uh, eight interceptions on the season, 96.7 passer rating. Um, he's doing everything he can to keep this team competitive. Um, but I, but I still, you know, I still believe there are just two guys that are just playing a little bit better than him or guys that I would take. Um, again, he's very productive. I don't, I don't get it twisted. 17 touchdowns is great. Eight interceptions. That's that takes away from it just a little bit. Um, but I like him at that three spot. Uh, my one and two, I've, 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 I've been torn and, in order to in order to not sound like a homer, um, I'm putting Jalen Hurts at two. Um, I'm putting him at two 
I'm, I would have put him at one, but again, I want to I want to try to be as unbiased as I possibly can. Um, Jalen Hurts has been really productive over the past few weeks. Um, he's having a, he's having a really big year passing the ball. Um, let me make sure I got these numbers correctly here. Uh, on the season, on the season, he's completing almost sixty nine percent of his passes. Um, just over twenty uh, just over twenty three hundred passing yards so far through nine games, averaging almost eight yards in the attempt, fifteen passing touchdowns, eight interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have ten total turnovers on the season, um, two fumbles, loss, uh, and eight interceptions. But um, he's kind of balancing that off with the fifteen passing touchdowns, and he also has on the season. Let me make sure I got this right. On the season, I believe he has eight rushing touchdowns. Um, I'm sorry, seven. He has seven rushing touchdowns on the season. So grand total, he has 20, uh, 22 total touchdowns on the season uh, and 10 total turnovers. Um, he's having a career year in terms of uh, completion percentage, like I mentioned. Um, I just And also, he's had, he's had some pretty significant victories against the Dallas Cowboys, um, yeah. against the Miami Dolphins. He's turned contenders into pretenders. Um, he's the most clutch quarterback uh, in the NFL. He leads the NFL in passing complete. In, um, he leads the NFL in completion percentage, passing touchdowns, um, and uh, and the least interceptions when it comes to when his team is tied or behind. So he, arguably, right now, he's the most clutch quarterback in, in the NFL. He's also on pace for a career year in all his passing numbers, career year in completion percentage. Um, he's on pace for just over 4,400 passing yards. On pace for 28 passing touchdowns. Um, and he's on pace for 15 interceptions, which I don't think he's going to have. I, I don't think he's going to hit 15 interceptions. So um, he's just having a great year right now, and his team is eight and one. Got to give credit where credit is due. Um, and number one, I'm going Lamar Jackson, man. Lamar Jackson is just playing out of his mind right now. Um, he leads the league in completion percentage. Um, he does only have nine. He does only have nine passing touchdowns, but um, to couple with the nine passing touchdowns, he has five rushing touchdowns. So that puts him at at uh, at 14 total touchdowns. He doesn't have the most touchdowns, but He's not turning the ball over. I think he's only – I think he uh, only has on the season five turnovers on the season, three interceptions, yep. and two fumbles lost. So he's been protecting the ball, um, passing the ball well. Again, he's been very accurate. Um, he's not losing them games. And I think he – I think more than ever – and also the 440 rushing yards. Got to give him credit where credit is due with that, with a couple with the 1,900 passing yards. Yeah. He's just playing well. The number one defense in the NFL. They had the best record in the AFC. Um, I really like what Lamar Jackson has been doing. I would have put Hurts one, but I don't want to sound like a homer. I want I want people to take my list seriously. So um, I'll, I, I'll put I'll put Jackson at one, uh, Jalen Hurts at two, Patrick Mahomes at three, Joe Burrow at four, and CJ Stroud at five. Okay, all right, good list, very good list, man. Good explanations for each. I'll I'll do mine in a in a Cliff Notes version here. Um, work up from five. Let's work up from five. I got two at five. Now, two okay. er, earlier in the year would have been a slam dunk for, for you know, one or two here. And he's still leading the NFL in touchdown passes. Really impressive. But I've watched him against the best competition look okay to solid. Um, you know, he didn't like the world on fire against the Eagles. He didn't do it against the Bills. And he didn't do it against the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. So I hold that, I, I think I hold that against him a little more than you. I, hold that, I mean, obviously you have him five, right? But. I, I really hold that against him, and also the way they play. He throws the spots. He's not throwing guys open, and that kind of yeah, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, so he's five. I have Jalen at, at four, um, which is which is crazy because they're eight and one, but the turnovers hurt him when he's got eleven right now. Uh, that's I got. See, I, see, I, I double checked that. They say he's only fumbled the lost the fumble twice, and he had eight intercepts, so that's ten. 
Okay. I, I double. I I don't think they're counting the um the bot snap at the goal line uh, against them. them. All right, but even 10, 10 is too many right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For nine yeah. games, even. it's more than a turnover per game, which I I believe that that will be cleaned up. I I truly do believe that. Let me let me be clear. But and he's already started. You don't see the picks as much now. Um, right. so. And again, I always, you know me, Tone, I always point this out with Jalen. It's not just passing touchdowns. Although 15 is impressive, you, you got to look at his rushing touchdowns too because yep. that, that's the full package of what he brings to the table. Not his fault. He's been limited running because he's hurt. Uh, but it does come into account a little bit. I think he's trending that he's going to be like number two at some point if we revisit this in about three or four weeks. But right now, because of the slower start in the passing game, and the running numbers not being quite as impressive in some of the red zone issues and the turnovers. That's why I have him at four, but that okay. could change quick. That's reasonable. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I have Burrow at three. Um, look, he, look at the last four weeks. He's totally into, into Joe Burrow mode. It's a different different ball game with him. He's, he's red hot right now. So, so okay. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just taking – I'm trying to take everything into account. Now, and I can't hold as much against him early – because I do think he was legitimately hurt, and that's that comes into into play for me a little bit. Lamar Jackson's number two, and I could. The only reason I don't have him at one is I guess I'm still so like beholden to Mahomes. In fairness, I, I know. I get it. I, I, get I, it. I, I, I get can't. It. Like I have visions I of, of the Super Bowl dancing in my head, and I wish I didn't have those visions dancing in my head. <laughs> um, I hope I could get those visions out of my freaking head at some point. But anyway, uh, I, I love the way Lamar has come on here. Uh, and again, this was there was a lot of people saying, all right, you gave him all the big bucks. Well, let's see it. And I know that the knock is we still have to see it in the postseason for Lamar. I get it. But I'm going off of what I'm seeing from this guy so far, and I think he's in command of what's going on with them. And I say Flowers was a great addition. Mark mm, yeah. Andrews is, is a totally legitimate tight end and a beast, uh, you know, and, and, and all those good things. So I have him at two. I know Mahomes' numbers aren't what they we're generally accustomed to. Like 17 and 8 is just okay. It's for him. Uh, but he's still third in touchdowns. Still pretty good. Uh, he's got a 60, he's completing 68.6, which is a darn good number. You, you believe Josh Allen's completing 71% of his passes? I'm, I'm shocked by that for what it's worth. Not that that has anything to do with anything. <laughs> I mean, he's, he still throws the touchdown. I mean, I mean like, you know, I mean, 71%. That's, I think it's career high for him, right? Yeah. But like, I, I don't know, but he's got nine picks. Like that's the problem. But anyway, um, Mahomes has I mean, eight. It comes to the territory though. You know, when you, like, they throw the ball a lot. So and he's willing I mean, to be, he's a, ga- he's a straight up gambler. Like he'll yeah. do things that you, you can't believe. And then, then he makes a mistake. Anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. But I have Mahomes there, and some of this is based off of the past. Some of it isn't necessarily what we've seen so far, and I'm projecting a little bit about where he's going to go. So, like I said, I do a little bit of a stew of everything. I, okay. if I Let me get a write-in vote. It's C.J. Stroud. I'm writing him in uh, just underneath the, the cutoff point because when you got 14 touchdowns to one interception as a rookie learning this league on the fly yeah. – I give this dude unbelievable props. That's why he made my five because it's so impressive, right? And, you know, real quick, I'm looking at our list, you know. Um, well, real quick, run through your list, top, um, one through five again. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, two of five, Jalen four, 
Burrow three, Jackson two, Mahomes one, right in vote for C.J. Stroud, just on the outside looking in. So our top four are the same guys, just a little mixed match. Yes. And, yeah, the um, only difference is Stroud. We just flip Stroud right, and Tua, right? Flat, right, right. Yeah. right. You fl- we flip Stroud and Tua, but I, w- but I would put even – I would put um, – who was who was your right-hand vote again? Stroud. Stroud. Okay, so Stroud. And my, Tua wouldn't even be my six. Okay, who's um, your six? Um, my six – well, I told you I flirted between Trevor Lawrence and oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. And look, I understand Tua is leading the league in touchdown. I, I get that. I totally get it. But I've I've been watching them play over the past few weeks. I'm not impressed when things I'm not impressed with him when the going gets tough. Yeah. I'm with you. And, like I, I um, held that against him. That that hurt him. With yeah, I I hold it against him heavily. Um Trevor Lawrence, uh, they're winning. Uh I don't know, but regardless, though, I think especially when it comes to our top four, yeah. it's about your it's a, it's it's really your it's your flavor of the week. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's, 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 like, it's like hey, do you like butter pecan? Do you like cookies yeah. and cream? But it's like it's like it's your flavor of the week. You know, I, I'm never going to be mad at somebody having um, Jalen Hurts at four. I have him at two. Somebody might have him at three. Somebody right. have, I'm not going to be mad if someone has Patrick Mahomes at one or Lamar Jack. You know, it's yeah. it's really like. All these guys are really having very good seasons, and also all these guys are, you know, turning the ball over, you know, a lot. Yeah, a a lot. Some of it's the nature of the beast, man. I mean, it's the nature of the beast. They're all throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, really quickly because I know we got to go to break. I've just been really impressed with the fact that Jalen Hurts throwing the ball more, and obviously, again, you throw the ball more, interceptions come with the territory. I like how he's responded to it, and he's showing that he can. He's showing that he can win games from the pocket. Totally. Um, and that's, and that's mainly what he did in that um in that uh and, and what was Washington all the, critics, game. the critics want to throw and, that at him? Oh, you can't do anything for the pocket. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, take yeah. a look at this year. Exactly. This year. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Well said, man. All right, let's hit it. Let's come back. Uh, we'll swing it back to the Sixers, Flyers. Giannis goes off, but it doesn't matter. Last night, uh, I'll even mix in a little women's college hoops for you, Tony. Okay, let's do before it we, before we get out of here. So we got all that to do. Uh, rolling into our final segment on this Friday. Don't go anywhere. Tone and Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving up a good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed the most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. I'm not, uh, I'm here. I'm not doing whatever I was doing. Uh, welcome back in, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the uh, final segment of the program. Appreciate you hanging with us on this Friday. All right. So, Tone, the Sixers play the Pistons, and as we mentioned, Sixers are, are hot. They're rolling six straight wins. Pistons have, or Sixers have won six straight. Pistons have lost six straight. Mm. Uh, this is one of those in-season tournament games uh, for the Sixers. The game is in Detroit tonight. Like, does that give you any added incentive to watch at all? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch them anyway. But same, same. Um, I'd be watching you know, it anyway. But, but but to your point though, the added incentive, nah, not really. Um, the only incentive for me really is I, I just want to see Tyrese Maxey and Joel and B ball out, man. Mainly Tyrese. Um, I just love seeing the evolution of his game, and I always, and you know, with him being such a young dude, uh, I think he's in the fourth year of his career, if I'm not mistaken. Um. You know, I just with him, there just always seems like there's something new. He's 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 digging, he bringing out the bag. So um, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what Tyrus Maxey brings tonight, man. I, I actually I'm going to make a bold prediction. I say Tyrus Maxey drops 30 tonight. I like it. I, see, I what I also like is I'm excited to watch a Sixers game against a garbage Pistons team. That means I am fully back in, man. That, that's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> that's a good point, man. That's a good yes. point. Yes. I can't even get mad at that. I'm telling you, man. Uh, hey, pretty cool here. Jameer Nelson has been promoted to the general manager of the Sixers G League team, the Blue Coats. That's, that's uh, dope. That is dope. Yep. Yep. That making is so his, awesome, his moves, man. man. He's, he's moving his way up. Soon he'll be yeah. with the Sixers. I'm telling you. Yeah, Jameer so, Nelson is a uh, is a Philly guy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, like, didn't, he, didn't he go to what? He, St. Joe's Chester. He, go, Chester. he grew up in Chester. He went to Chester High School and St. Joe's University. St. Yep. Joe's University. St. Joe's University. Excuse me. I said St. Joe's Prep. Yep. St. Joe's University, man. Yeah. man he was he a, was on he that, was a that sniper. Team. He's a sniper oh, he, in high school. I mean, uh, in the uh, NBA, he's a sniper with the Magic. I love, I love that Magic team with him, Dwight Howard, um, Michael, Michael Pietras. Yeah. Uh, who else they had? They had Reddick on it. They had uh, Hito Turkoglu. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So that, that was a good squad. Yeah, he was. Uh, Rashid, he was uh, Rashid, uh, Rashid, was it uh, Rashid, Rashid Lewis? Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, all right, so good for him. At Flyers at Anaheim. Flyers, uh, 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 not great lately. Uh, they have one goal over their last two games. Uh, they lost 5 nothing to the Kings, 2-1 to the Sharks, who were winless. Uh, 
They are two, six and one in their last nine. Uh, so they're looking to get back on track tonight uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Carter Hart will be back in net for the Flyers in that game. He had a whatever a mid-body injury is, that's what he had. So he's back um, for them. All right, let's stay in the NBA here. Last night, Giannis went for 54, and they still lost. Did Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ad- Who are they Adrian- playing? The pace, the paces, right? Yes, yes. Adrian Griffin got tossed from the game. Who was their new head coach? Uh, he got the boot, and uh, yeah, they lost 126, 124. Not a lot of defense being played by the Bucks these days, Tony. Yeah, um, I'm curious to know what's their um, what's their record right now. The 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 Bucks are five and three. Pacers are six and three. three. Pacers had more wins than the Bucks. Hmm. Five and three. Wow. You know, see, I like the Pacers. I like Tyrese Halliburton a lot. Yeah. Um. I I I just love his game when he brings to the table. And look, it's so early in the season. I mean, your record at this point is almost like irrelevant. But it's it's just it's just an indicator that you're on the right track. But you know, it's it's an 82 game season. Uh, I definitely think the Bucks are going to you know right the ship. Um, they got a new head coach, so I'm I, I'm not putting too much stock into what their record is. They're five and three. You know, what I mean, yeah. they're you know, it's not that bad. I agree with you. I agree. With you. Uh, Robert Williams, who was traded from the Celtics to the Blazers, is done for the season. Season-ending knee surgery uh, wow. for him. Yeah, that's the the, the crazy time. part. Is I think he was one of those guys who the the Pacers didn't really view as a fit with them, and they were going to try and move him. Because the Blazers are in rebuild, obviously. But right. they were looking to move him. But now with the injury, you know, changes everything. So that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, definitely, definitely don't wish that on anybody. Um, get well soon, my brother. Get well yeah. soon. All right. Did you see uh, Caitlin Clark last night for Iowa? No, nah, you told me she snapped. How about a 44-piece last night uh, that she put Ooh. up on Vatek? <laughs> yeah. 13 of 31 from the floor, 13 of 17 from the free throw line, and and drop five threes on them. Mm, can I get yeah. a side of fries with that 44 piece? Damn. She's nasty, man. She's nasty. Uh, and it was pretty cool because they had, I think it was, they considered it a neutral site game. I think they played it in North Carolina. Um, obviously, I guess a little bit closer to Vod Tech than it is Iowa. Yeah. But they had, it was a great crowd and the whole nine. So it was, it's kind of cool, man. I Yo, like, did you? People are really getting into women's college hoops. I'm telling you. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, man. The way that the way that uh, March Madness went for them last year, everyone's everyone's locked in now. Also, do you see what Iowa did? I think it was a couple weeks ago. They brought the court to the uh, football field. So cool, man! It was that so was cool. the dopest thing I ever yeah. seen. I feel yeah. like the NBA. If you want to, if you want to really increase some viewership, if you want, if you really want to increase some revenue, get some NBA games on some of these football fields. Yeah, I loved it. And the that other thing will that be they- off the wall. This is the coolest tradition, maybe in sports, not just college sports. Iowa's football stadium is located right next to Iowa's Children's Hospital. And during the football games, the crowd and the players pause for a moment and wave because the kids can literally see the football field outside of their hospital windows in, wow. in, in their rooms. And, and, and everybody acknowledges them in the whole nine. And the women, the women playing in that game did the same thing. So I, that was really Touching, yes, the, the NBA should try that because I you know, know the uh, the NHL already gives you the Winter Classics. You know what I mean? The outside games. How, how come this, the NBA hasn't even thought about this? You know, plans to get, get some games played outside. Yeah, you obviously do it in like Florida or California yeah. or, or whatever. Or Somewhere where the weather's consistent. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, yeah. man, that'd be fly. That would I be know. fly. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the NHL wised up to that a long time ago with the Winter Classic. I, I think it would be. Uh, I think it'd be very cool uh, if that's the case. Listen, man, I'm, I'm open for business, NBA. Just give me a call. I got you. <laughs> the idea, man, right there. Yeah. No, I, Listen, I, I, yeah. That's call me. Cool. The, call me the think tanker. Okay, the yeah. think tanker. I got you. Uh, all right. So I we didn't mention this in the NFL segment, but uh, Kyler Murray is getting the start for the uh, for the Cardinals here. So we who, will. Who do uh, they play? Uh, all right, let me pull it up here. Arizona plays the Falcons. That game is in Arizona. It's a four oh five start. Would you uh, watch it? I will watch it. I'm curious what he looks like. Uh, it's strictly because he's coming back. If he was already playing, I wouldn't watch a second of that game. But I will right. watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about you? Would you? Would you? I, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Like. I want to. I want to see what he looks like because I'm not. I'm not a real big Kyler Murray fan. So I want to. I still want to see what he looks like though. Um. Maybe going through this kind of injury kind of gives you gives a guy like that some perspective. And uh, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. But um, I definitely want to see what it looks like coming off the injury. That's that's the bottom line. And I I'm, do glad wonder, he, I, I'm glad he's back in the NFL. I'm glad. No, I, I wonder too. Like, does he? You know, you can take good and bad from sitting. Like, there's obviously you see some things from some of the guys who replaced you. You're like, mm, I don't think so. But does he learn a little bit? Does he learn a little bit from a guy who was there, like Josh Dobbs, who's now in Minnesota, who's a great teammate? Who's mm-hmm. always who's always encouraging his guys who they love playing for, even though he's a you know a, a mediocre player. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he, Kyler Murray learns from that because we we've talked about this a lot. His body language is bad; it's flat out bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, he's got a lot, you know, frankly to to improve upon, not just on the field but off the field as well. And the way he handled yeah, it. And, and real quick, they they had about five or six games with Josh Dobbs, so they know what it looks like for a guy to be, you know all in with his guys and not putting pressure on guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he comes in there and he turns into an asshole again. Yep. Yeah. He, he it's going to be short lived. I'm telling you like that, that will not sit with his teammates because the other thing is you're not exactly killing it too. Like you'll put up with a guy who's a jerk. If he's the man, you yeah. won't, if he's not that, that'll end really fast for that guy. I'm telling you. Um, and the other thing is like, he's kind of inherited too. I mean, I, what I mean by that is you got a new coach, you got a new GM who didn't draft you, and I understand there's cap implications. I get that, and that can hamstring you and all this other stuff. But, like, dude, you know, you're on a short leash um, for sure. So mm-hmm. that's where things are with him. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I would say the two biggest – the games of the weekend you're going to be fo- following or paying close attention to. Like 49ers-Jags is a quality yeah, 1 o'clock game. I'm watching that one. Uh, one you're going to be into. Browns-Ravens. Is, mm-hmm. is a biggie. I think they're the two highlighted games. You'll, you know, obviously. Is that four o'clock or one o'clock? The Browns Ravens. I want to say they're both ones. I, I wish oh, they weren't. Oh, all right, let me go to it. Let me check. Guess I got a guess I got a red zone. It. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. All right, so Jaguars, 49ers, and Browns Ravens are both one o'clock. Man, okay. Right. One of those needs to be four, man. You know, yeah. one of those needs to be four. All right, so no Eagles. We know that they're off until a week from Monday. Kansas City's off as well. Uh, so they'll both be pretty uh, pretty healed up once they get back at it. Sixers at Detroit tonight. I think that will be seven straight wins. I can safely say that against that bad Detroit team. Uh, I, I'm saying it right now. Flyers get off the schneid tone. Flyers get a win. I hope so, man. I like the Flyers, man. I love the colors. I love, I love everything about them. I so like what I they're like, doing. I think they're doing the yeah. right thing. They're yeah, trying to get this thing straight down. Yeah, yeah, ripping it up from the studs and just trying to build it. So yep. you yep. got to respect it. All right, uh, that'll do it uh, for us. Tone, you'll be hanging with uh, Sills on the uh, on the National Football Show uh, yes, coming up. Reminder again, 
Anything you can do to help is appreciated uh, for Derek Gunn and his lovely wife, Trish, who are going through some very difficult times right now from a health standpoint. Uh, please, if you could go to Derek's uh, Facebook page and you will find uh, the GoFundMe there. And Tone's also got it still pinned to the top of the chat. If you want Absolutely. to contribute, anything you can is appreciated. It doesn't have to be a ton. It's whatever you can do. And we thank you uh, for sure. All right, Tony, it's been a fun week, brother. Uh, yes, sir. It's been real fun, man. I, I appreciate you for making it easy, man, and uh, welcoming, welcoming me to your uh, your lovely abode. My man, my man. All right, everybody, listen, have a great weekend. Uh, everybody streaming, thank you. Everybody uh, viewing and streaming and in the chat, thank you. And don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio is coming your way. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks. Appreciate it.